0: okay i'm number six and this is the new prisoners podcast and i'm here with tmp contributors chris graves and lisa belanger and i'm also joined by my good friend john henry john henry do you want to say hello to the people for this special wrong way on a
1: one-way track (laughs) what's up everybody Damn, man, we are uh, on our way to the end of the world. We got a lot of ec- uh, exciting and terrifying things to cover today. The uh, The Biden crime family uh, has, has uh, had further exposure to their corruption, and nothing is happening to them. Bud Light, congratulations. You are doing the Lord's work. And when I say the Lord, I'm referring to the Dark Lord Moloch uh, in exposing all the severe homophobia <laughs> here in the United States. Uh, you know, they're struggling a little bit on sales because, uh, the general consensus is I ain't drinking that cause I ain't gay. Uh, so, um, go woke and you go freaking broke, man. We, we've seen it time and time and time again. Um, couple other things, man. Uh, you know, you look at this whole entire Ukraine thing and the whistleblower, man, Jack's, uh, Jack Texira. Uh, we're going to talk about this on the show today. Uh, turns out that uh, we went ahead and put U.S. troops in Ukraine without congressional approval. That's an impeachable offense. Um, that's against the law. That's not good. And uh, and on that note, it turns out that throughout a lot of history, our current history, we're not the good guys. Uh, so we'll talk a lot about that, man. Uh, the U.S. dollar, the economy, it is, uh, it's not looking good, everybody. So, you know, we got a lot to talk about today, man. Uh, thanks for coming back on. Strap on your seatbelt, your tinfoil hat, and let's roll.
0: Thank you, John Henry. And uh, we'll definitely get to those stories a little bit later, I believe, because uh, you know, Chris Graves and I had a conversation last night with our good friend uh, Jason Barker and our friend Handy. And uh, Handy provided us some information. Shout out to Handy. Um, and i we just had to cover it today. So um, we're going to talk about oh, the end of the COVID emergency first. And then we can roll into some of those other topics because I do have some stuff bookmarked for that. But uh let's um let's start going around here. Um well Lisa, uh I ran into you first uh after starting this show with John Henry. Um we started this because of uh Biden's mandates on you know being vaccinated. Um, so we we started this show and everything about this show really came about because of the COVID emergency, something that definitely changed my life, um, changed my relationships with my friends, my family, um, what I do for a living, um, everything that, everything that I put into this show creatively and everything that, uh, I plan to do with it, it, it all stems from how I feel about how I was treated and how the people around me were treated during COVID. And, um. Lisa, you were, you were the one that brought to my attention that uh, sort of the, the legal actions taken to make this an emergency and put down these mandates, um, they weren't really sound. Like, I mean, go figure. I mean, the, the, the government that gave us um, you know, Russiagate and the impeachment trials and you know, the, the government that gives us, well... 9/11, Afghanistan War, and everything else that you we'll me, probably you get talk my about. my dog
2: all upset. Okay, oh, I'm she sorry. Really, you see what happened? Okay, you start, dog start dog. bringing that up, and she just won't shut up now. Okay,
0: thanks. <laughs> thanks. Hey, hey. You got the dog
3: upset. Six,
0: what the is the dog wrong with you and This is well. This is that type of topic, man. We we bring back those memories, like you know, thinking back to. Uh, I was looking up pictures for thumbnails last night, and looking at um, pictures from 2020 of people like us out protesting, you know, people holding signs asking, you know, in April of 2020 to open the economy back up, you know, that, and, and the,
3: not to be confused with BLM uh, fires being started, right?
0: (laughs) Well, well, yeah. And that's, well, that's, that's another thing to bring up too. Like that there was a, there was another part of our innocence, I think that went with that as well. Um, But just seeing people out protesting for their freedom, you know, it's the freedom to hold commerce. <laughs> it, and, and that's what but seems, guess
2: what, the, guess what the best protest would be. Okay. The best protest is just don't do it. Right. Don't mask up. Don't <laughs> that. That's the real, the real protest that needed need to happen. Yeah. And, um, <clears throat> here's the thing. Most people don't understand that ma- mandates are not law. Okay. Yeah, but yet, we, you know that false narrative continues to be pushed well lisa uh, that's
4: what
3: our good friend harps from uh, australia always stresses whenever i'm talking to him he goes mandates are not laws people and he's in australia
0: <laughs> well and i think right? that a lot of those principles all those legal principles you know carry over uh, from country to country especially ones that have such similar cultures as us i mean not all do of course, like our our first amendment here was supposed to protect us with certain things during COVID, we know that that didn't. Um but you know going going back to just you know 3 years ago, you know April of 2020, I can remember um wishing and hoping that uh President Trump at the time would decide to re- let the country go, to to release us and let us all go back to work, let us go back to our lives, let's go back to our culture. Um and he okay,
3: did two, weeks to, two weeks to stop the spread remember two weeks only to stop the spread that was what it was for yeah. two weeks
4: yeah
2: here's the open word you said release we should never have been uh chained to begin with right oh no um, yeah it
0: was it was wrong it was altogether wrong it's just that everybody seemingly around me went with it and that's the thing It's just like okay well I mean, I I can resist this and not comply, but I'm not going to be able to get into my bank. I mean, one of the first interviews that John Henry and I did was with uh, somebody that had to uh, leave the Bank of Hawaii and close her account, even though her it was rather her great-grandfather or great-great-grandfather started the Bank of Hawaii. Uh, but she, she closed her account and left that bank because she refused to wear a mask inside of it. Uh, inside you guys are going to do a
3: follow-up with her on your second anniversary show? I always wanted to ask.
0: I wouldn't mind reaching out to her. Actually, her her good friend, uh, Jessica Priya, is somebody that got into uh, politics in Hawaii. And while John Henry was living there, it was nice to have contact with people that were out doing what Lisa is talking about and resisting those types of things. And, uh, you know, shout out to our friends, Jessica Priya and Ryan Luther, because uh, they were the ones that were going around during this time. And they're the ones that you see like in videos and some, you know, some of the things that I think we've attached to the source list of those early episodes but they're in they're in stores like talking to police because they would go into stores without masks on in Hawaii, and then they'd have the police called on them, and then they'd have to explain to the police that this isn't law, just like Lisa explained. Like they'd they'd have to do it calmly. Meanwhile, they're they're surrounded by you know they're two little you know two people they're unarmed they're they're in a like a Marshall's type of store you know like a you know just like a, a regular store that you and I would go to to pick up J. some C. clothes or whatever or JCPenney, yeah. Penny, yeah like that type of place. And they're not there threatening anybody. They're not there calling, you know, mask wearers a bunch of fucking marks like I would or something like that. You know, they wouldn't while out and create a scene. You know, I'm not the right person to do that type of work, by the way. You know, in those high pressure situations and you're in public and you got people fucking with you. You have some guy in a smock that's returning carts. telling Put your mask on, sir. You know, like it just like. That's going to be...
3: Are <laughs> you going to cop outside choking some young girl because she doesn't have a mask on? Well, that, that too. That was in
0: Australia, actually. That too. <laughs> like, I-, I could just... Uh, even if I'm the guy standing in the aisle and I'm watching somebody grab a little girl, you know, and, and drag them out of-, of the store because they're not wearing a mask or something. Like, they just... you know, and-, and for me, like... Choking you know,
3: them because
0: they're not wearing a mask. Oh, well, yeah. Irony. And I mean, and John Henry, you could probably chime in here if you want. I mean, you lived under some of the worst of it that I've seen because we, when we got that insight, it really, it made it real to me what you were going through out there to see other people out in the field battling it because uh, that it, it wasn't happening all that much around me.
1: Yeah. I mean, it wasn't like real life. It was so surreal. Um. You know, obviously, the reference Orwellian happens so frequently these days, and accurately, uh, to be very, very candid with you, um, that, yeah, you know, as I've stated before, man, and, and the crazy thing, too, is with the, the masking, you know, people, you know, the scariest thing about that time is that people took it upon themselves to police others with no actual granted authority. And and it's spy
3: on it. one another.
1: Yeah, yep. man. It turning people in and, um, you know, creating a tremendous amount of division and then... You know, as you guys know, I've, I've said it many times on the show, we had National Guard checkpoints everywhere. It was a $5,000 fine if you were outside and not uh, proactively getting groceries or some type of medical treatment. Um, that's a weird thing, man. You, you can't just get in your car. And the, the crazy part is they get everybody riled up under the, the guise of, you know, if you do otherwise, you want to murder elderly people, which I don't think anybody's wanted to do that. It certainly wasn't a goal um, uh, for me anyway. <laughs> And and most people that I've spoken to, um, but yeah, man, it's just a scary time. I was having this conversation with somebody yesterday about that and just, you know, there, they leveraged the, um, the, the infrastructure of the island and medical treatment. And it's like, well, shit, man, there's a lot of places on the mainland. They did the same thing and people just fucking laid down and took it. Um, so pretty worrisome.
3: Well, and that was, you weren't thing. allowed to go from state to state. At one point they were trying to get people from New York that were hiding out in uh, our houses here in Massachusetts. And it was like Nazi Germany for a second, not to be you know, grandiose about it, but that's how it, it kind of was for a few months there. You remember Lisa, the, they're telling us you will not go out like the, the lady that was the governor of Rhode Island. She was like uh, bragging about how she would go out on the weekend and make sure that no one was having cookouts. I'm like, who the fuck are you?
0: And now she works for Biden. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, you only fail up. And that business, right? I mean, look at all the people that were elevated by this. I mean, I listened to something, um, Dave Smith and Robbie Bernstein covered this last night on their show, Part of the Problem. Shout out to them. Um, And I I was listening and Dave brought up some great points of just like, you know, how this was the largest transfer of wealth from the people to uh, the hands of a few, Um, that all of my uh, anti-fascist, you know, anti uh, anti right wing friends were all they were all the ones just like yeah we we need this universal income from business and government and all these things and we want we want CVS and Walmart and and Rite Aid to help manage the economy and 3M and all these other big companies you know we can't we can't wait for Pfizer to team up with the government to give us some shots. You know, Being one of the mom and pop stores, uh, they lose their livelihood and oh, yeah. no more shop. Yeah. All the independent businesses, all the restaurants. You know, I mean, we, we, we know our friend Gary McBride, he, he lost his business in the oil fields. I mean, we've, we've talked to many people on the show that, you know, lost their businesses, lost their livelihoods, um, you know, had, had their livelihoods severely d- disrupted. Um, and uh, the recovery for that, I mean, we're three years later, right? Um, the recovery from that. It's going to be decades. It's really going to be decades because of the damage that they've done. And and I remember, you know, when it first started happening, just thinking about, okay, well, if they shut down the economy for a couple of days, I'm thinking like, how many trillions of dollars of impact is that? You know, when you just shut everything down, you know, all the transactions from happening. Well, who does that benefit? You know, it's just like when you look back to the Great Depression and what caused that. You know like it benefited the 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 greater of, of the powers at of, of at the time it didn't benefit you guys, the
3: people You guys remember when they were um uh, places like Walmart were like they had signs up at the register and said can any uh, any of your change uh, just round it up so that we
0: don't have to give it back to you You oh, remember yeah, that change like shortages Yeah I yeah, change what shortages? Was that all about
3: I forgot all about that until you started mentioning something
0: well, it's interesting because, I mean, a lot of this, and, and we'll probably talk about this, you know, we can start talking about it now. There's really no format to you know, this special other than us just kind of talking about what we want to talk about here. But, I but would there's say a scheme that, going on
3: there is what I'm, I meant to. I didn't mean to cut everything off, but it was like a, some kind of scheme. And I, I would always say no, hit the no button and be like, no, give me my change.
0: Oh, well, coin care. coin shortages, as as they were called at the time. Um, wait, wait until it's dollar bills. I mean, if they can have coin shortages, can't they have bill shortages too? You know, we don't have one, so better use your debit or credit card. You know, and then you know, it's just, to, to me, it's just another... That's already,
2: that's already been in place for a while.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. a lot of places. You know, and you go to major events now, major sporting events sometimes. Yeah. They don't take cash. You know, you're, yeah. there, you're there, basically, if, if you're not helping to sponsor Visa or MasterCard, you're not involved, and that's that's what I was talking about. That's the fascist economy. Like people don't. Food delivery system. Yeah, too. I mean, it doesn't necessarily have to be you know train cars and gas rooms, right? It doesn't have to be that. It could be as something as simple as you know having an apartheid in in, in the in the society that you live in, um, which is I think an appropriate term here of where you separate people from those that are in the system and those that aren't. And for the first time in my life. I saw the people around me were willing to do that. People that I loved and cared for even, you know, seeing and, and, and social media didn't fucking help that at all. Boy, getting that glimpse into people's brains during that time. That was disappointing. That was really disappointing. People that I thought they were rebels. People that I thought they would stand up against the system. People that you know said that they hated the man. You know. Oh yeah. Oh, we hate the man. Well, the man says to do this. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Like completely uncritically too, but the worst of it, the worst of it, is using using that influence to influence other people, to keep other people in line. That's the part that really fucked with me. Seeing people go out of their way to try and control the way that other people thought about it and acted. And like you know, you don't want to be a murderer like those right wing people that want to go outside.
3: <laughs> you really saw who your friends were and weren't. And, oh yeah, uh, like you said, celebrities that uh, oh they're the r- rebellious rock star. It's just another shill douchebag. Yep. Yeah.
0: Or or you know when it came to the shots, eventually too, you got to see when well, that's when
3: what I'm to, talking about mainly. Yeah, saline yeah. solution shots.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, Our camera
3: we'll, selfies.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, when it came down to it, you know that people, uh, if people were threatened and people close to me even. Were threatened that they couldn't be in the hospital with their loved one unless they got the shot. I mean, I I don't know, man. Like if if it was, I, we've we had this conversation with uh, you know a friend of ours on Twitter this week that lost somebody. You know, I'm not gonna bring that up fully on air, but I'm just gonna say, you know. Rest didn't in have peace, a to
3: person. My grandfather. Either. Yeah, yeah, and this yeah. is
0: this is why we're bringing this up because you know, again, we're we're still losing people to this. Like we're still losing people to this argument, this fight, um, in our culture that we're having. Um, and you know, to all the people that went out and went out of their way to influence people to make these decisions and and force them into these decisions, fuck you. Like just fuck you. Like just if you don't if you don't cop to it and apologize. I don't, I, I don't, I don't really need your friendship. I don't, you know, like I want people to realize what they did to others, you know, because especially because it led to, to them dying or suffering, you know, John Henry and I have several people in our lives, you know, that had vaccine side effects and, or died from them. Um, and I'm, I'm sure you guys have people in your lives and people that, you know, um, and just, you know, when it, when it came down to that, like after all of the the lockdowns and all of the um you know the the behavioral science you know that was that was part of that that really like after they opened things up a little bit, I started to get a little glimmer of hope back. I was just like, all right well you know we we, we were scared, so we stayed inside. That 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 can create damage on the economy and trying to explain that to somebody like you, you're you standing in the line at Walmart and the guy behind you, you turn around to him and be like, you know, we really damaged the economy the past couple of months. They'll be like, oh, yeah, you know, But like, where's your mask? Yeah, you know, where's your mask? But, um, you know, it, that that's one thing to talk about, the damage to the economy. And that's certainly going to affect us, you know, going forward. And that's something big. And, you know, it's something that our friend Angry, Angry Tiger covers really well on his show. Um, and. and and others, but I'm talking about like when it came down to the shots though, like whenever they flipped it back around, whenever they started opening up things and then they brought us right back into the separation again. And then I got to see how people went even further and even harder. And it was, and it was done too along tribal lines for the most part. Like I didn't really have any Trump supporting friends reach out and go, Hey, did you take your Trump shot yet? And I know, I know that, you know, how, you know, David Knight and other people feel about, you know, Trump being responsible for warp speed and things of that nature.
3: Your warp zone jab. <laughs> but
0: yeah. I really didn't have my right leaning or even center right or whatever, you know, libertarian leaning friends. I had, I had none of them really like reaching out to me, being making sure that I followed the rules. It was it was the left in, in in my and I was I was friends with all, you know, especially before all this. You know, and I got to see them just blindly adhere to that stuff. It was really, really mind blowing, you know, and, and also alienating, (laughs) Um, you know, thinking that, you know, I had spent all, all of this time in my life, like 10 years of my life, you know, and and more in some cases in relationships with these people, just to see them turn around and, and just blindly follow and be obedient, you know, to, to authority. And I've, I've always sort of had a problem with authority. Um, you know, I've never really like, I don't know, for whatever reason, uh, of, and we talked about this with, with Handy last night, um, about, you know, a noble defiance, like being a defiant and, you know, John Henry has a child, so he could probably attest to this, you know, there's, there's defiance for the sake of defiance. There's just like, are you, are you grinding Play-Doh into the, into the carpet? And then while, while, while John Henry's child is doing it, no, no, I'm not you know like I still, like do, just I still like, do
4: that
3: yeah, yeah
0: just there's just like there's that type of defiance and then there's like a noble defiance you know look at all the people that did stand up look at the Arthur Pulowski's, you know that that were arrested in Canada look at the truckers I mean I remember seeing the truckers I remember seeing uh, people from the NBA uh, stand up and I don't, I don't watch basketball I don't give a fuck about basketball you know and most, most professional sports especially after the Black Lives Matter movement uh, going back to that sort of, we're jumping all around the timeline here, but they a knee. Oh yeah, after all that, I mean, I was just, I was completely checked out and done because then, then you got to see, and this is kind of what the you know, the theme was during the whole period, and I don't think it's really ended. I think it's actually amplified, gotten worse, it's solidified now because they've proven that it works. It's a it's a proven method um, of just the, what I call the platform that no matter where you go, if you're a regular consumer. Like if you're not somebody like us that seeks out information like this and delves into these types of topics and finds these types of shows and interacts with the people in the chat or the or the hosts, you know, like if you're if you're just a Joe Blow normie person and you're expecting to get like say you get a brand new phone. You open up that brand new phone, you fire it up, do the whole setup services and you set up your news feed. Well, what's going to be coming to that news feed? Is it gonna be new is it gonna be news headlines that like from Yahoo News and other companies like that and, and others that were just part of it? Well, yeah. it? It's gonna be from bullshit.com.org. Yeah. It's gonna be it's gonna be propaganda. Like like you get you just purchased a thousand, like if you bought a new Samsung or something like that, you, or Apple phone, um, this is the two most popular, I think. You know, you buy one of those, it comes preloaded with the propaganda reel already on it. And then speaking of which, those same companies are the ones that wanted to do the, yeah, they wanted to do the track (laughs) and trace, you know, they wanted to do that shit, you know, regardless if, and and Apple's always great for that, regardless if you wanted them to or not, (laughs) you know.
3: Who are you hanging out with? Who were you around yesterday? It was really creepy.
0: (laughs) Like I had a not so great conversation with a friend about that stuff because I was just like, dude, this is not only are you living in a walled garden. You know, by by purchasing this stuff, because they're they're gonna make sure that you don't have access to things. But also, they're the ones working with the government to make sure that it happens. Like they have a stake in this. Like, wh- where is the conflict of interest? Like, if you're a company as big as Apple and you have the ability to to uh, be part of a track and trace platform utilizing a, a pretty ubiquitous device you know, for the government, I, I think your business is pretty solid. You know, I think that's a pretty solid bet. You know, if you're looking for a little increase, you're looking for a little uh, bump in the uh, uh, earnings prof- you know uh, portfolio, you know, for that quarter, I, I bet you they did just fine. Yeah, same
3: with life Log. I mean uh, Facebook. Vlog, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, vlog, yeah. Well, and and also during this time too is when I really ran into uh, my first wave of censorship and it happened on one of my personal profiles. So, as I'm using a personal profile, I'm listening to a lot of this stuff that's going on in alternative media. And one of the people that was uh, being talked about at the time a lot was Tommy Robinson. And Tommy Robinson's like a, a content creator, activist, politician, you know, political person uh, over in the UK. Um, and he's more famous for taking on um, you know, m- Muslim issues, immigration issues, great replacement you know, type of issues. So, of course, it's like really third rail stuff that nobody wants to talk about because everybody gets fucking up in arms over shit like that. And there's all kinds of accusations um, of racism. But, you know, and that's what I mean, anything that's hot like that, anything that's just like, oh, this shit's getting banned or they're talking about this or, you know, I, that's what draws my attention. Sorry, that's just how my brain works. But um, yeah, with with Tommy, it was a type of thing where um, he went to a swimming pool with his daughter, and he claimed that an adult man who was there by himself in a family resort, so a place that was you know geared up for you know families to go and take their kids and be with each other there uh, and be safe. This guy was at a pool for a family resort by himself, so kind of creepy just to begin with um but then the accusation was is that this adult male um touched inappropriately in the pool uh Tommy's daughter now at the time facebook life log vlog whatever you want to call yeah. it um they had a rule because they didn't like what Tommy Robinson was saying about immigration is that if you were to mention Tommy Robinson in a positive way you would get that uh whether that post suspended or blocked or you would get your account suspended
3: freedom in the press huh? Freedom so of speech.
0: in the middle of the lockdown like in the first wave of it like as as i'm um locked in my apartment you know and i'm feeling like i'm living in a prison no wonder i a show called the new prisoners um you know and this is also <laughs> while i'm watching the prisoner too on television because you know I'm, I'm discovering that
3: always to something. There we go.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but while that while that was happening, um, you know, your your access to the outside world, at least the way I felt about it back then. Like for me, my personal profile linked me to all of my different friends and, and around the world too. Like I could talk to people in different areas and see how things were going there. And then when the Black Lives Matter riots started to happen, I could check in with them and see how they were doing. There's Sadie. Hi, Sadie. We have a special guest, Sadie, on this episode. <laughs> She's so adorable. But um, yeah, I mean, I, whenever they suspended my account for posting about Tommy Robinson's accusations, like nothing pro Tommy Robinson. I wasn't like, hey, I'm definitely with whatever Tommy Robinson says about you know Muslims in the UK. Like, I didn't endorse the dude. You know, I've listened to his content because I want to know what's being said over there. I want to know what's going on. And honestly, if you look at what's happening right now with, like, officers coming to people's doors and wanting to check their thinking, that shit was happening to Sargon of Akkad and Tommy Robinson fucking years ago. Like, three and four years ago, this was happening. You know, uh, there there were people that were already being prosecuted, people like Count Dankula being prosecuted for jokes over in the UK. And I I knew that, I mean, everybody was like, don't worry about that stuff because we got the First Amendment. Well, all you need is an emergency to jump over that, apparently. you know. Yeah,
2: well, don't worry about it anymore because now it's going to be in your food. See how that goes? So it's no longer like, it's not even like in your face, but now it's going to, it's like so insidious.
0: Oh yeah, the control. The control is everywhere now. And it's just like not, not just having my personal connections interrupted, not not having my account suspended, for you know wanting to know what happened to a guy's daughter, like wanting to share with the public what had happened in this case. Because what was crazy is, is that uh, Tommy Robinson was the one that was arrested in that incident that I just mentioned. That's why I posted about it, because he called the cops on this guy, and this guy tried to uh, evade. He tried to leave. The scene of the crime and Tommy wouldn't let him, and they got into a little fist fight. So instead of arresting the guy that was, you know, accused of, of, you know, groping a young woman, an underage woman, you know, this guy's daughter, they arrested the dad. So when I posted, did. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and when I posted about that, I just, I posted because I wanted to show, like, okay, this is, this is post Alex Jones. So with, with Alex Jones on Facebook, you can't say, Positive things if you say negative things if you shit on Alex Jones, it's all allowed, you know, and that type of behavioral psychology, what does that do, Chris? Does that make people defend Alex Jones when they otherwise shouldn't probably yeah, that, that, that empowers them uh, trying to get control of your thinking yeah. control dude. but to me, it made certain people like it elevated certain yeah. people it it, it like oh, yeah. with with Jones getting persecuted and during these times um and, and and getting kicked off of Twitter and all these other platforms. Um our friend Don has, has talked about him being, you know, the canary in the coal mine, but also that behavioral psychology is what, you know, certain people like us, you know, people that would normally look at content like this and maybe even have a, a bit more of discernment would probably pick up, you know, what, what Alex Jones was saying or, or defend him just because like it was so unfair what the system was doing to him.
3: Even if he was playing the part, you know? Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. You know, so, but I mean, with Tommy Robinson, I can't say, you know, for sure what exactly happened in that pool. I can't say for sure what Tommy Robinson has said or done in certain instances. I know that I've looked into some things like that, certain accusations that he had made threats. And then when you watch the full video, of course, none of that is true. The context was removed from it. There was some selective editing done on him. Um, there were some other accusations of uh, infiltration yeah. of racists in his uh, group. Go figure, right? Uh, and we saw that here later with January six. Um, we
3: saw that throughout the whole history of the FBI. Are you kidding me? Oh well,
0: yeah, <laughs> but just like any, and it, and it shows too. Like any type of any type of political movement that's gaining steam, and when you start to actually physically organize and get together, well, guess who's going to be part of that party? <laughs> More than likely, you know, some type of federal or intelligence or. Yeah,
3: I'll, uh, t- I'll give you, I'll give you one, six that yeah. you probably never heard about. Mm. Well, Mr. John Hinckley, he was uh, one of those types that would. Uh, he infiltrate like racist groups and stuff at a certain point, And like go to their meetings and things and say overly, overly um, dangerous things about wanting violence and things. Yep. A lot of people don't know that about John Hinckley.
0: Well yeah, those those plants, they're they're there to basically destroy or defame. And that's why I started, you know, thinking about calling them defamation agents. Because basically if you have like a group of people together, like say that they're all getting together to talk about, you know, getting somebody into office. Could be anybody, yeah. could be Trump, could be Biden, who cares, right? But you, you plant somebody in the crowd that starts screaming about violence. And then maybe let's get, them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and then you get another one or two people just to go along with it. You—they don't even have to be in on the deal. You get one or one or two susceptible people. You know, shopping cart. You know, pushing people with their forehead. Now you're
3: a threat by association.
0: Yep. Well, this is like what we saw on Twitter this past week uh, with that uh, documentary coming out about Gretchen Whitmer. I think you you talked to I want to get personally. her on the
3: show or or one yeah. of these shows. Yeah, that yeah. I want to check that out big time because I obviously Mr. conspiracy theory but I always thought that that smelled rotten anyway. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I'll have to look up the info for that. I didn't I didn't have that bookmarked, but I'd like to give them a shout out too. Um and that'd be an interesting conversation of course between I'll look it up right now, yeah. Yeah, but I I just think that you know as as far as like the uh the the media censorship and everything went with it though. Um being, being locked out of my account was probably one of the best things that ever happened in my life because it proved that the system was willing to throw me out of it. That it's just that I'm not invulnerable, you know, to the effects of the system. It's not just Alex Jones. It's not just, you know, it's not the, these major players. It's everybody. It's all of us. Like the, the anyone that picks up a, a screen and has a or has a screen in front of them, like you, you are being propagandized. You are the you are you are being controlled. There is a narrow flow of information from the top down uh to us, that drip that we talk about, you know, there's there's something going on with that where we are presented these things as part of a, a platform. It, it it all it all aligns. It doesn't matter if it's the NFL or NBA. And and what type of things that they're supporting that month? It doesn't matter if it's CNN or Fox News, like they all went along with it. They all went along with it. And when it's universal like that, and when it's inescapable like that, you can see its effect. And just like I've always thought that it's just like you know, growing up and watching documentaries like Century of the Self, and you know, I've I've always been a Glenn Beck fan. He's talked about like that type of propaganda and where it came from. And just like coming from the Freudian psychology and Edward Bernays and um, all these different uh, vowel system, they're called vowels where basically that the Madison Avenue and all these um, advertisers and and, and head fuckers, essentially um, propagandists, you know, look to you know find our demographics and and section us off and. Offer us only certain pieces of information so we can make different purchasing decisions and whatever we're mass manipulated. Uh, Thanks, Chris. Yeah, I'll I'll be able to pull that up here in a second. But um, what I was going to say is, is that you know, as as we're being mass manipulated, though, um, having that shut off from me and seeing that even something as innocent as posting about why Facebook's policies were so backwards. And so hypocritical that you would have people online, you know, and during this time too, I mean, you're looking at the Me Too movement and looking at the movement to uh, protect kids and, and other things from, from harm. Well, you know, I, I was posting something about that. I wasn't posting anything political, but because I posted an image or even the, uh, the name of a forbidden person, that it didn't matter what type of situation that was. It didn't matter that they were the victim. That was okay. And that's what that was really horrifying to me. Because whenever you have businesses and government, which we know that the government was heavily infiltrating the social media companies, you know, during this time, heavy heavily influencing them. If not the people taken up upon themselves anyways, because they were the same fucking people. They just came, you know, from working for Obama to working for Facebook or Twitter. So you know, there's a revolving door there, but I still don't think, like, you, you walk from one job at being part of an administration, you walk into social media, and you continue, necessarily, that mission. Um, but I think that, you know, there was, there was certainly pressure, if not um, uh, threats, to social media companies, many of them, uh, during this time, to make sure that they locked us down, you know, thought-wise. And, like I said, with them showing me that, that my little you know, social media account, my little personal account, that they'd be willing to suspend that in the midst of the pandemic while I'm trapped in my home. Now I have no access you know, to, through that means, you know, through those means, the contacting fr- friends that I had made on there over the course of uh, over 10 years. And all that was gone in an instant because I chose to stand up and say something about it. And you know what? It was already too late at that point. <laughs> it was—I mean, I felt like such a there mark. You, the dust had already settled. Yes, you're right. Yeah, I mean, I felt like such a mark then. I was just like, I can't believe that I've told people, yeah, friend me on Facebook, bro." You know, John Henry, I'll tell you, we'd go out when I was, you know, when I was single, and I'd you know, give a girl my Facebook. I'd be like, oh, don't "Well, you would go on
3: grinder and stuff and swipe right and left, right?" Yeah, you know it,
0: grinder hoagies. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> no, but um hoagies and grinders now navy beans, navy beans, be low same. Hogies no, and, yeah. and grinders,
3: hoagies and grinders.
0: It's gonna be in my head all day now. Hey <laughs> <you're> talking goat. <dog. laughs> that's another episode, but um I mean for me though, like I, I felt I felt like I fell for it too. Like, and that's what really hit me hard, like psychologically, is that everything that I put my investments in, um from time to relationships um, to, you know, just all the, all the pictures, you know, of me and loved ones that were there, that was gone in an instant because I didn't go along with the platform. I didn't follow along with the party. You know, this was 1984 times and I'm trapped in my apartment. I can't, I can't go to, I, I can't go walk around the mall, you know, like a mall rats. Like I can't do that. You know, I, I can't do that because it's closed. I can't go anywhere. Nothing's open. There's no concerts. There's no sporting events. I can't go to a wrestling show. I can't go to a metal show. Those are gone. Like, and, and now I'm shut off from Facebook. So like there's, there's every, every bit of social contact that I had was sort of eliminated. So thankfully, I still had you know, contacts on my phone, like people's real numbers, contacting people like John Henry you know, to keep me sane. Who would send me articles who would send me things and be like man this is fucked up did you hear about this did you hear about that and we we sort of kept each other sane through those times so i'm really thankful to have a friend like john henry during those times for me because i'm gonna tell you guys it was really dark it was really dark for me because i blamed myself a lot for allowing this to
4: happen yeah Break.
0: yeah yeah all those bats that, uh, <laughs> thank you Greg. <laughs> yeah <laughs> douche. But I mean, John Henry, you know it. I mean, I was—you were living in Hawaii at the time, and um, I'm a night owl, so it just kind of worked out that uh, when you were free in your evenings, you were able to sit down and maybe have a cigar and send me a few articles, and we could talk about some stuff. I mean, how how did you get through those times, man? Early lockdown times.
1: I mean, I think that was critically important—is um to stay in touch with each other, you know, and then continue that communication. But also kind of going through um, almost a a discovery phase, you know, of trying to figure that shit out. Like what is actually going on? And, you know, having like-minded people for us to collectively try to figure it the hell out. You know, and once we all kind of had a pretty good idea of what was going on, then it was how are we going to handle this? How are we going to, you know, navigate this thing or fight this thing? So, you know, I think that was the most important part. Um, Candidly, the other thing for me uh, was stay moving, man. Stay exercising, stay moving. I started running um, at night, so I didn't get arrested (laughs) because it was illegal. Um, But just little things like that, man, and just, uh, you know, trying to just be as healthy as possible, you know. So that was my focus, kind of figure out what's happening, talk to like-minded people, figure out what we're going to do about it. And also you know, even before the vaccine started was I need to get as healthy as humanly possible because that's the number one thing to ward off any type of illness. So that was kind of my overview. Did a lot of reading. Um, you know, in hindsight, I always look back and go, damn it. I wish I'd learned another language or played more guitar, you know, things like that. Um, but that's it, man. Just try to stay as busy as possible. And for me, I think one advantage that I certainly had. Is there's one massive thing that I'm extraordinarily grateful for, for the pandemic, which was the amount of time I got to spend with my daughter. Um, Because otherwise, with me working a full-time job, that would have taken literal years and years and years um, to give me the amount of time I got to spend with her. Just a really developmental, critical time.
0: Well, yeah, that's that's the other thing. I never thought that it would be illegal to go for a run. Like you, you're really sticking it to the man, right? By like going for Anybody a run. There? Oh, sorry, I, I'm fucking muted. No, I said it, sticking it to the man by uh, <laughs> by going for a run. Who who would have thought? You know, like if there was anything that 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 could have motivated me at the time to be more active and to take better care of myself and to get outside, um, to know knowing that I was doing it that I was setting an example for the other people in my neighborhood too, in a way of just like when they would look out their windows as they're, you know, uh, sheltering in place (laughs) perpetually until the government and businesses let them out that, you know, by going out and walking around my little neighborhood, I was showing people that, yeah, it's safe. You can go outside. Look, I'm not wearing a hazmat suit. I'm not floating around here. Like this is uh, the old NES game, Abidox. you know, (laughs) I'm just like, out in the middle like and coincidentally um cattle decapitation a a wonderful band uh came out with a song bring back the plague at the time this is happening so they had had an awesome music video where normally their music videos are very gory and disturbing um you could tell from the name um that instead they had one it was mostly about toilet paper (laughs) so you know I, di- I didn't get in any uh, toilet paper um, rumbles with anybody. Thank goodness. Come again,
3: There's I had no- to go to the bathroom. Sorry, everyone. I know you all wanted to know that. Did you call on me and you're talking about heavy metal toilet
4: paper?
0: No. <laughs> no, no, no. All right. No, no. no but um, no, I, was just, I remember back to those times like um, going to stores whenever I was first allowed to go to stores. And just how people's behavior was. Seeing everybody wipe everything, like the, knowing that the shopping carts that had been left out in the rain and at the bus stop and everything else, that now they're, now they're taking a Lysol wipe and wiping that shopping cart down for me before they hand it to me. That just, that made me feel so much more safe.
3: Right? It did. It, it had like a Superman effect. I thought nothing can bring me down now.
0: Like, what did we do to ourselves just with, um, Sanitization, like there's something John Henry and I have talked about. We brought down
3: our, uh, we brought down our immune systems even more if you really think about it. We actually helped.
0: Yeah, we helped. Absolutely
1: right, Grace.
4: Yep. Yeah,
0: like we sanitized everything. I've I've, I watched people sanitize their groceries,
1: susceptible to all illness,
0: bioweapons and natural ones,
3: uh, all everything, and sanitize our speech, our thoughts. It was all a sanitization sanitization uh process for everything
0: right oh, definitely. free critical thought well yeah because you had you had an authority tell you what was clean and unclean what was right and what was wrong what was dangerous and what was safe you know and and that
3: cleanliness is godliness right mr corgan
0: oh yeah yeah there you go <laughs> um but no i to to make it that simple too like if you're gonna Have this mass, you know, psych, you know, psychotic, or I don't want to say mass psychosis just yet, right? But if you're gonna have like the uh, the mass media control that they did in the early stages of the pandemic, yeah, you have to simplify it down. You have to, you have to make it real easy for people to see, like, okay, this is this is the bad stuff. This is the good stuff. And I remember um, seeing some of the leaked videos coming out of China. Do you remember those Grays? Yeah, like, they, they were
3: well they supposedly were welding people into their
0: houses, people were just fainting on the street. Yep. And I was saying to myself, Oh, that I, I would never let that happen here. I would never let that happen here. That there'd be people in the streets. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 Oh man. Yeah, I I, I remember it too. Like before, even um, like say like January, February ish. Um, whenever like reports of this stuff started going through alternative media sites, uh, yeah. people started talking about it all over. Like people like Tim Pool and others were talking about it, and I really thought it would just be another bird flu. You know, I thought yeah. it'd be another like I'm going to see Jackie Chan in the commercial, reminding me not to touch the bird, and I'm going to touch the bird <laughs> anyway. But you know
3: it's just like Noah mcdonald was making jokes about it say he was making uh at the time just because we we didn't know what was going on but because uh being american it's like well it's over there you know what i mean so it's, it's not affecting us but i remember norm mcdonald making a couple of uh pretty uh tasteless jokes being like well uh, we're not chinese so that's okay and then lo and behold a month and a half later we're all locked down so i remember that it, it sticks out to me like Yesterday, with Norm doing his tasteless jokes, but it was, you know, it was funny at the time. And then it's like, oh, wait, is this a, a psychological operation? Holy
4: shit. What happened? Yeah.
0: Well, we did lose a lot of great people and minds during the last few years, too. People like Norm. So, RIP, Norm. Yeah. And was it related to all that stuff? Most likely. I mean,
3: just the mindset being locked away and uh, a lot of celebrities that, uh, ended up getting the jab but with norm he had was battling cancer for years but yeah other celebrities that were talking like bob saget and gilbert godfrey i believe they had just gotten either boosters or vaccines or whatever
0: and they started dropping too at a certain point yeah the bob so, saget death was really crazy for me i mean I it's almost like
3: people. he was like thrown off a balcony
0: with the, his injuries it sounds like yeah like i'd always been a fan of his stand-up and his style there um and i was a big Schm- fan of when he did the uh aristocrats and everything too oh, yeah. like i thought that that sort of like made it a little bit more clearer for certain people Um uh, i'm
3: not danny tanner <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah yeah so what i'm doing right now is grace i'm i'm trying to uh put all these different articles that you sent from the chat oh yeah the little, ones in the uh, chat that's order here. that's
3: uh radix verum uh she's the the girl that was doing a spaces i was uh I was sitting side by side, uh, Sam Tripoli the other night, not to name drop, but uh, we were both being listeners in that Twitter spaces, but it had all to do with um, January 6th and the Whitmer kidnapping hoax plot or whatever, and the filmmaker of a documentary uh, who goes by no Radix, uh, or not Radix, actually, it's okay, it's at N-O-T-R-A-D-I-X. I reached out to her. She was one of the hosts on the uh, Twitter spaces, and she has a documentary that she's trying to get out all about the uh, kidnapping plot. Yeah, I'm trying to get her on one of the various shows like this one that I, I'm associated with, and she says just reach out. So I'm
0: in the process right now. Cool, And we can probably pop on that trailer right now
3: yeah it's not that long and also uh before i forget also handy's substack is also one of the links too because i want to make sure that people got that too yes because he uh, he
0: helped us out with finding a couple of things last night as six is referred to yes yeah definitely go and support uh handy over at uh handy's hangout on substack and then also uh too, this is just a little reminder for everybody listening um check us out on substack notes uh, I'm gonna be starting to use that social media platform a little bit more. That's something new that just started this past week with um Yeah. Uh, as an alternative to Twitter. Uh so you you can find like short tweets and those types of uh uh format, you know, things on that platform. And I think our friend Angry Tiger and Guard Goldsmith, we got uh our friends ron Tiger's the one that made me aware there, of it so. to begin with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen a bunch of other people uh jump up on there. So yeah hopefully we can bring um the rest of our little universe over to that where I think that we'll be less shadow banned we'll be able to see each other's posts we'll be able to communicate with each other easier so anything that helps with that after we just you know ended a conversation about being cut off from our friends and you know relationships that we've developed over years like you know if yeah well if if I got banned from all these platforms that I'm on and I couldn't talk to you guys i mean that would that would really. Man, that would really suck, man. <laughs> that would really Gross. suck. I would, I would miss talking to you guys every single week. You
3: know. Yeah, I miss it. Uh, then eventually, I forget about you. You know what I mean? I'd yeah, be okay.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'd be all right. <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but let's. <Doosh>. Um, let's <laughs> well, um. Let's take a look at this project. I'm gonna try and pull up this YouTube video. Let's see if.
5: Earlier today, Attorney General Dana Nessel was joined by officials from the Department of Justice and the FBI to announce state and federal charges against 13 members of two militia groups who are preparing to kidnap and possibly kill me. We're grateful to the FBI and law enforcement to discover these domestic terrorists and stop them. You know, it's a sort of behavior you might expect from ISIS. You might see a number that high in a sprawling narcotics conspiracy that stretches from coast to coast and beyond. That's a pretty high number in a case like this. It really reflects, I think, how deeply the government has been diving uh, into this investigation to try to make these cases. It was just literally a bunch of working class guys who, on the weekend, got together and you know, exercise their rights and trained with firearms. So the FBI says, hey, we'll just pay for everything. Who
1: arranged the meeting? The FBI's paid provocateur. Robeson was getting paid to set this stuff up.
5: So they make the route, they set the locations, they make the plan, they do everything. And Adam's literally just sitting in the basement of a vacuum repair shop smoking blunts all day. You're going to hear that my client was the leader of this group. But I think you're also going to hear that there was an election held to identify the leader, and it was Dan. How can I frame a social situation to make this naive person appear to be a dangerous, violent terrorist? The whole goal was for the FBI to spend millions of dollars to create militia groups record them saying offensive stuff and then frame them in a fake conspiracy
0: the guy with those big old holes in his ears john henry looks like somebody we'd be friends with And, um, you know, when they showed the guy, like, of course they had to show a picture of him doing like a derp face, right? But when they showed the guy, like he's the one sitting in the basement, he's the one smoking all the blunts. (laughs) I'm just like, (laughs) (laughs) oh, this is our guy. (laughs) Yeah. That's the mastermind. That's the Osama bin Laden of, of Michigan there.
3: (laughs) Well, just remember Osama bin Laden, they say was a gamer.
0: Yeah, yeah, we're going to cover that next month, aren't we? Uh, We're going to go into a little special about uh, Osama bin Laden and uh, his many deaths. (laughs) many deaths and his mother. Yeah, he seemed to respawn a lot. No wonder he was a big gaming fan. He was just like, you know what's an awesome concept? Is that when you die, you respawn in a different spot. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
3: Apparently they said that that was his big game was counter-strike. And also his mother said, yeah, he was brainwashed by a cult when he went to college. And I'm like, no one talks about that ever. Well,
0: I mean, that's how you get into these types of things, right? I mean, first rule
3: about fight club, buddy.
0: Yeah. I mean, i that's the thing too, about this organization. Like I knew going into this just enough from my own, you know, Background and research into politics and stuff that the groups were infiltrated, but yeah. you know this this uh, this Whitmer case yeah. these these were these were guys that were supposedly going after Whitmer because of their anti COVID lockdown you know stances exactly
3: yeah you know,
0: they were trying to paint people uh, like us that were against the lockdowns that were against mandates that were against masking and and all those things they're trying to. Make us into terrorists, and then associate us too with racism, and then you saw yeah. the 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 anti racism being afforded. Sure. You know that you saw that wing of um, of American life being afforded right. an right. opportunity. Right. Yeah. well, yeah, they were afforded the opportunity to go out and mass protest. Like
3: I remember. I remember- yeah, not just that, but it was encouraged and fires and destruction.
0: And- oh, that too. Yeah, I remember sitting in um, one, one of my very good friends. Uh, I've been friends with this person for like 20 years, right? Soros? Uh, no, 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 that's Soros, but yeah, not that face. But um, no, I was sitting in, in this bar with them, and um, I was watching the bartender just cry because they were about to shut down her bar again. Like they had just reopened, and they were about to shut them down again. And then... I'm sitting around like another party uh, a couple of weeks later with some friends. And, you know, we're all looking at each other. We're not wearing masks. Like, we're not behaving that way. And I have somebody explain to me, like, why it's important to wear a mask if you went into a bar situation like that, but how it was okay that the people at Black Lives Matter weren't wearing masks because it was, it was okay because they were outside, but, you know, mostly. And I'm like, well, okay. But, like, wh- why? Why are 30 people, 30 to 100 people maybe, not allowed to be in this little space? But there's a lot of, there's to be thousands of people in this space?
3: Shouting at each other with droplets from their saliva. Yeah, it doesn't matter. I thought it was six feet apart regardless.
0: Well, and that, that was the thing that was going around too. Like, And early on, it was just like, okay, if this is droplets, then how's it spreading like like this? I mean, uh,
3: it's in the wind. I remember hearing too.
0: (laughs) Yeah, like if if it was being spread, you know, from person to person, is that it was aerosol, and then that's when it came down to like being, you know, having the realization that these masks aren't going to work. Like, like there's no way in fuck this is ever going to work. Like, I remember going to a restaurant and having to wear it into the restaurant. And then sitting down and then taking it off.
3: (laughs) Here's the thing. It was that courteous of a virus that it would afford you a half an hour to 45 minutes to be able to sit down and enjoy your meal. You know, it would stay at the door with the coat rack and it would leave you alone for a little
0: while. Like the talk about mitigation. Like what are we mitigating? Like I knew we weren't gonna defeat this shit. Like if it, if it came from the same line of or type of viruses, and I'm not a virologist, but I'm just thinking to myself, like, all right, well, this this is 2020. Um, we never eradicated the flu in my lifetime. You know, we've had flu shots for how fucking long. Never you know
3: happened ever.
0: Yeah. Like we never eradicated anything. Um, even when they talk about, I mean, you you know that the um the polio shit. But that's bullshit too. We didn't eradicate. That's some weird it. shit too, yeah. Yeah, we didn't eradicate it. You know? So like I
2: mean, I was thinking of Eradicate, no. We we just we just create it.
0: Well, yeah. Yeah, we may have juiced it up. <laughs> we may have made it worse. And I'm thinking like, okay, so we go through all these mitigating efforts. Well, what's the what's the reaction to that? You know, right? Of knowing knowing laws that like everything has an equal and opposite reaction. Like, what are the consequences of you know, masking yourself up. What's, what are the consequences of being the boy in the bubble? You know, like it,
4: 1918
3: it, Yeah, Spanish flu. They said, looking back that they wanted them to mask up and that masking probably caused more deaths back then during 1918 because of the masks.
0: Oh, and do you remember the change? Do you remember when they changed it? Yeah. And then they came out and said like, cause I remember like, um, i I've watched Steven Crowder a lot too. Um, yeah. and I remember Crowder talking about, go and get these masks and, you know, yep. don't do, uh, don't, don't do the, the, um, cloth ones because the cloth ones like, you're not going to be able to clean them properly because you don't exactly. own like an industrial washing machine. Like they, have. <laughs> right. I, I remember trying to explain this to friends. Like we were, yeah. we were at like a, a summer concert, you know, so we're sitting out in the sun and their, their kids are wearing little bandanas. And, and the so sun was they. supposed to
3: kill the virus, too, by the way.
0: And I'm like, so you go into a tent, you put this little bandana up, and that's going to protect you? Like, no. I'll it's... be
3: honest with you, Sir. I wasn't wearing no mask. I was wearing my bandana the whole time. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. It was stupid. Yeah. John Henry was lost. Awesome. John Henry found ones that looked like a mask to... but weren't. <laughs> <laughs> well, then it's like, might as well just wear They, them. Had, they had holes in them and stuff like that. I <laughs> want so, uh, to wear a mask. Those yeah. were great. What was yeah. that, John Henry? Say that again. What was that, John Henry?
1: Fake Mask USA. Um, but then they had to change their website like nine times <laughs> because they kept shutting them down and their merchants kept shutting them down. But they were fantastic. They were basically like uh, like silk um, with two yeah. layers on it, so you couldn't see the mouth, but it literally did nothing. You can breathe through it 100%. They were oh. the best, especially for flying.
3: Yeah going to wear a Michael Michael Myers mask into CVS just for the hell of it. I should have.
0: Well, and look at what you brought up there too. Their merchants shutting them down. Like their merchant accounts being shut down. Like the the yeah. fact that you can be a business, you can produce yeah. something that people want. You can produce an item that's not violating any law. <laughs> nope. Right? Cuz that's what Lisa would say. Like there there was no law when it came to masking, was there, Lisa?
2: Nope. Oh, Please. But you know <laughs> what else was happening? But think of, you brought up in nineteen seventeen, right? <laughs> but, mm-hmm. What what also was happening around that time? Financial World disaster. You see how the pattern is?
0: Yeah. 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 The, the the echoes throughout history, you know, that that seem to fit um in with our the the key of our life right now.
3: More things change, the more they don't. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. That was another one too. Like just seeing businesses being, you know, uh, taken taken apart, you know, especially ones that stood up, you know, to to the tyranny, the ones that yeah, were open, the ones that the were gun part shops, of the rally, rallies, and gun other
4: things
3: down. Yeah,
0: I remember that over New England, the gun shop people were like, "Well,
3: you're going to let the booze uh, people stay open? What about us? We got the thing." And there were a couple of standoffs I remember actually. And sometimes the cops agreed with them.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, I, I remember one of the more, I guess, like made me feel better about mankind is uh, I think it was over in Italy where a bunch of cops went into like this restaurant bar looking place and all the people inside shouted the cops out. Yeah. They all told him to get the fuck out. Like, we don't want you here. Yeah. And
3: we weren't doing anything wrong.
0: But, you know, in the United States, though, I mean, look at what yeah. we went through with George Floyd you know, with, with policing, you know, we had, we had people on the right that were taking the side of the police and were locking them down. So this, it it kind of, it was, it was the perfect distraction. It was the, it was the absolute perfect distraction. Um, I was, and
3: then when when Derek Chauvin, uh, I was, I, I was talking to Don Jeffries at the time. I'm like, I was certain that they were going to, uh, not convict him and we were going to have a 92 uh riot LA riots thing all over again that would make the black lives matter riots uh look pale but it didn't end up happening but he still has appeals so just remember that that's still on the shelf
0: yeah and I, but i don't know i i think that that story is largely burned out in the past couple, couple years and they've tried to replace him they've tried to have this you know the, the, they've done the sequels right
4: <laughs> yeah
3: and prequels because that whole week, that whole month of May of uh, 2020, there were a whole slew of videos that were coming out almost uh, systematically, where it was the guy, the guys that were videotaping, uh, you know, following the black jogger that they ended up lynching. Remember, and all he was doing was standing in a an incomplete house or whatever, you know, he was just sitting there getting his breath. They end up killing him for trespassing. Remember that? And well, you're talking, talking about Amon
0: Arbery, yeah. And I remember that story because it was it was covered right free.
3: before George Floyd. It was literally a week before or, or uh, two weeks, and they were ramping up for some kind of some kind of chaos. Because then there was a black lady that ended up uh, getting shot with one of the no knock uh, raids too. Like, and they were pushing all this stuff like it seemed like it was for a reason at the time. You know what I mean? Like they were really itching to get people out of their houses and like causing shit.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I forget. That's where the say her name, uh, say
3: her name. uh, That's right. They were trying to do different ops. In my opinion, with these different police brutality things, because at the time who was thinking about police brutality when it was, we're in the middle of a, Oh, is this the end of the world? Uh, You know, in the Bible, the apocalypse would uh now this virus is gonna kill everybody, you know.
0: Brianna Taylor now we have, Breonna Taylor now was the Brianna Taylor, the person,
3: yeah. Uh, and then we have to throw back in the uh race the race riots and all that shit. It's like, where did that come from?
0: Well <laughs> and then it, it came out months later, of course, that um Brianna Taylor's boyfriend was mixed up in some stuff, right? And yeah. uh they found a dead body in a car that she had rented, I think. Yeah. Because um, that happens. <laughs> exactly you know so um yeah i mean not not completely i mean i'm not saying that you know she deserved the no knock warrant and actually oh, after, no. after that you saw rand paul come out and uh propose legislation to stop no knock warrants because i mean if you think about the damage that 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 could do well like how how can those no knock warrants you know be applied and lisa know, probably knows how easily could somebody acquire a no-knock warrant, depending on the state or the place that they're in, yeah. especially during the state of emergency? Like, what if if there's a a party going on, you know, during a lockdown, and there's there's a heckin' danger there? Who's
3: to say that a couple of corrupt cops uh, wanted to legitimately kill somebody because they got they're doing dirty stuff on the side, all they have to hide behind is, oh, uh, we were at the wrong address. Sorry.
0: Or, I
2: mean, if, I mean... Oh, how about those well-being checks?
0: Well, yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, that's what it's coming down to, right? I mean, uh, we're still battling that now. We're still seeing that now, Um, you know, where people, if you post something online, that, you know, we have the government and and corporations encouraging people to, you know, turn these people in, out these people. You know, we had all these different movements. We had Me Too. We had... uh, uh times up, you know, there's, there's all, all kinds of things that and happened yeah. where they were they were behaviorally teaching people. They were teaching we, people well, how yeah, to turn six, one another in.
3: Six. We had the Me Too thing, the Times Up, the Three Searchers. We had all yep. kinds of different <laughs> movements that were turning people in and, and you know, where they would make stuff up and cost people their freedoms. And guess what? There was no laws protecting the other side that was being, you know, accused of wanting to hurt others or or themselves. And that's not right. Cause how do you, uh, how do you com- combat that? And you can't come back at the accuser or whoever, you know, is doing you wrong. Like that's just wrong right there. You know? Well oh, yeah. But even
2: worse, you see how they're doing it where they've, you know, talk about kids turning in their own parents. Right. I mean, oh, yeah. look at that. Even with J six there with, uh, the supposedly the yeah. refit uh, guy there. Yeah. Right. Yeah, with COVID-19. Even before that, during kids. the
3: lockdown, like the kids were turning on their parents uh, like for um, you know, not wearing masks and shit. It's like stuff like going to the beach and calling the cops. Like it's like snitch, snitch
0: central, you know? Oh yeah, and branding it too. Like this is what your generation does, kids. Like this <laughs> yeah. is what, this Nickelodeon's like, "You know, kids, if you're if your parents are saying that it's uh not right for you to you know, want to cut your genitals off, that you need to report them to your school." You know, like yeah, this. now
3: Clarissa explains it all uh, exactly.
0: Yeah, yeah, ex- Clarissa explains how to tuck it. <laughs> it's, it's like the new yeah uh, in wrong. Nashville. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Nashville tuck.
3: She was there. <laughs> yeah, they used her with that too.
0: Oh man, wasn't there some sort of insurrection that 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 kind of happened down there this week, John Henry? Wasn't there an insurrection in uh, in Tennessee?
4: <laughs> oh God, yeah.
1: Yeah, something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, John Henry. <laughs> something like that.
0: I mean, I don't even know. Like, I, I saw a little bit of reporting of it, but it just made me think Like, if the media wants to, right? Like, the, if it wants to take something like a George Floyd, like, if, 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 if on a normal weekend in any major city, especially a major Democrat run city, right, um, that a, a black guy gets pulled over while he's on drugs. And gets pulled out of the vehicle and he dies in police custody somehow right we, we could we could discuss the knee and the placement of the knee and you know how much fentanyl he was on all that other stuff maybe in another episode but you know well, with
3: Floyd, the guy
0: is kneeling on his fucking neck
3: for 10 minutes i mean that's that's a
0: different story allegedly that's, also, that's a
3: horse of a different, yeah, allegedly
0: <laughs> well that's that's the thing um it depends i think it depends on the angle that you're looking at too um in that video but Yeah,
3: there is other videos. You're right. I stand corrected. I remember that those other videos across the street—they kind of disappeared.
0: Well, and and but every every platform that I was paying attention to at the time, and this is I think this is June 2020, right when this is happening. um, I I listen to wrestling podcasts sometimes just to get my brain off of politics, and I, I put on Jim Cornette, and Jim Cornette's doing. Eight minutes of silence for George Floyd. Oh, like I'm like I can't go anywhere. I can't <laughs> yeah. turn on anything. There is nothing. Like every sports team, every fucking band that I followed on yeah. social media, like I had bands going uh, uh, that I love and uh, going after each other, and I, I sided with the one. And uh, John Henry, you could probably you you remember this, um, fucking Keith Buckley from Every Time I Die, a band that I'd listened to for you know, decades um, going, going after Corey from Norma Jean, who's a fucking awesome dude. I've met, met Corey. Dude, that was it's after
1: Keith Buckley said that whenever Glenn Beck was having like the million man March or something that he was hoping he would be assassinated in front of everybody. Oh. Yeah. And then they absolutely fucking attacked Corey from Norma Jean, called him a racist, all these threats going out there. You wear Norma Jean merch. You're going to get fucked up at shows. Just to be clear, I make it a point to. Always wear Norma Jean merch <laughs> when yes. I go to shows we'll for that true. reason exactly.
0: I wear Marilyn Monroe proudly.
1: Speaking and, of, I think I'm waiting on a Norma Jean t shirt.
0: Uh, it's on its way. Um mm-hmm. but um no the um the, the whole thing was over the black squares on people's yeah. profiles because Corey put uh, a black blah, square blah, up blah. And, yeah and he wrote in big white letters blah blah blah. And people yeah, took offense to that because he was pointing out that people are just they're they're just posturing, you know that they're they're going online to um, uh to virtue signal, and that if they really wanted to do something about racism and things in their community, that they should probably be a community, you know, to actually <laughs> deal with people, talk to people, you know, move, yeah. move goods and you know uh, have services. And yeah, we have a another, Ukraine like one that says blah 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 too because it's the same fucking thing. Well, yeah, I mean, Corey was hundred percent right, and like, didn't mention anything. He wasn't, he wasn't taking sides in it. He wasn't just like, he he wasn't like putting the George Floyd toxicology report out there, you know, on, on his Facebook group for Norma G. You know, he wasn't doing anything like that. Um, you know, he was just simply saying, like, if if you want to be involved in the political movement, don't just be part of like the the zeitgeist. Don't just be part of like whatever the latest thing going on is. Like be, be, actually stand up and be an individual and go and take part in something, you know. And you know, I, I think that the you know, the reaction. Are you there, telling
3: me? Are you telling me I should not join Tromaville?
0: Oh, you should definitely join Tromaville. Oh, all right, all right. <laughs> yeah, you. that that's a separate thing. That's a separate thing. That's a that's a good thing. It's a different uh, issue for, for society and 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 everything really, but um. And, and yucks. <laughs> yeah. Um, man, it would be amazing to have the toxic Avenger on as a panelist. Maybe we could talk to uncle Lloyd. About that.
3: <laughs> <laughs> and Sergeant Kabuki, man.
0: Oh yeah. It's Sergeant Kabuki. Oh man. That'd be fantastic, dude. But, um, no, I mean, when I, when I think about that time though, and just like how everyone was, it's just like, not only did you get to see like, uh, people automatically, you know, due to their political leanings and the type of news that they gravitated towards the type of channels that they watched. like. Everyone was getting the same dose. They were, they, everyone was getting dosed up with this propaganda all over. It didn't matter what side that you were on, really. But then, like, I started to see after George Floyd, it really galvanized the left versus right paradigm whenever it came to thoughts and feelings about this stuff, whenever it came to thoughts on COVID, because then you got to see the hypocrisy you got to see people being able to march and protest and be parts of things and and gather and then the other side the way that they were treated is that they were terrorists because they wanted to be outside like it we immediately went from you know the people standing outside the courthouses you know demanding that their businesses being you know, be be opened again um that those guys were the bad guys to immediately the other people that were gathering they're just fine and as soon as i saw that i was like oh well this is bullshit you know, like there's, there's no, there's no way that you can just you can condone all of this and not condone the other actions. Like it could be that the system could be that partial, and, and I, I just, I, I lost a lot of faith.
3: Man. You can have it both ways.
0: Yeah, you can. I mean, well, depending on the, you know the the scene, but, um, no, I, th- I think that, right? um, yeah, yeah, no, I, and 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 seeing somebody like Keith Buckley, who, you know, I, I might have. Disagreed with politically before, but then I just lost all respect for after that. To go after someone's, you know, livelihood, to go after the career, to threaten, you know, Norma Jean fans, to threaten uh, Norma Jean's, um, you know, future bookings. And this is after being locked down too. This is this shows you the solidarity in the fucking music industry, even in the smaller metal parts of it and stuff like that. It's just like if you're if you're a band like the types of bands that John Henry and I like. And, and the types of bands that we wanted to play in growing up is that if we if we had been on tour, if we had been, you know, it built our livelihoods on being able to tour and make money that way, because you don't make money off of selling records when, when you're a Norma Jean, you make money off of touring yourself into the ground. And these guys being taken off the road and having tours canceled and all that <laughs> taken away from Mind them. Mind you when you
1: say make money. Yeah. You ain't getting rich.
0: Yeah. $11 <laughs> you're $11 yeah. for that day that you have to split between four or five members. <laughs> Good luck eating. Yeah. Yeah. They were trying to take that away from them. The last little scrap, you know, the, the, the last little crumb of the bread that they were trying to take away from them because they didn't fully align with whatever platform, whatever the platform was presenting. And, you know, to me, like I, I just, I lost so much faith and in art being able to make a difference in this you know that that the people in that community the people that were real speakers and leaders and great minds that they would stand up and be against this there was very very few of them um and then even that too like it's weird because during covid like i probably wouldn't agree with some of the stuff that the the basketball players were saying uh the one dude from oh was it uh new york or something he was being Uh, uh, taken off the court everything like that but uh, he'd also come out and sided with like Kanye on like the whole we're Kang's type of you know Jew Jew talk and all that other stuff like uh, well no the, the whole thing is is like when somebody stands up for something that you're against right you know somebody stands up for something and you know you agree with them on that level you're not endorsing every single fucking thing that they agree with too and, and people started using all that guilt by association. Like, yes, he may be right on this, <laughs> right. But he's terribly wrong on these other things. And people don't really understand that nuance whenever it comes to that stuff. You know, Yeah. I, like I they, don't,
3: I don't understand your hatred of pizza hut, but I respect yes. you for having that stance. <laughs> the,
0: the hatred comes from deep inside. <laughs> it's from, from, from the pals up. Yeah. Stuff down in your crust. Crust. But, um, no, I, I was thinking that, you know, whenever, whenever that happened, um, I was in a place where I just completely got off of YouTube and got off of social media and started just looking at alternative sites. It kind of alienated me even more. It put me more, it, it, it made me more engaged in alternative media and finding better outlets, like ones that wouldn't just go blindly go along with things. So I I found a couple names and one of those, uh, one of those names that popped up on my feed on Bitchute, uh, shout out to Bitchute for being there for me during the lockdown, um, is that uh, I started watching all of my political stuff on Bitchute. I didn't watch anything political on YouTube because I knew that YouTube was banning and censoring people for it. Um, and uh, I knew I couldn't get solid information there. I knew I had to go elsewhere to find out what was really going on and getting people's real, real takes on George Floyd and everything else that was happening. And I found Girl. David Knight. And Is that how you found him? Yeah. I mean I had oh, wow. i, had, I had probably listened to I already had him on my subscriptions, I'd already probably listened to things before.
3: Maybe but, when he was on InfoWars at night or whatever. Yeah,
0: but but yeah, yeah. And actually, yeah, because I, I I wasn't really a long term like Alex Jones listener. Like one of the jobs I had had a while back, some of the guys um at that job site were Were Alex Jones listeners so I would listen in that way I would just kind of it would be around me but I wasn't really actively listening to him I wasn't going out of my way to to look up his stuff so I was somewhat familiar with it and what he was about but then then when the whole censorship thing started with him and they started removing him from platforms and deplatforming him like I that's when I started paying attention more because that's when I started reaching out to the same friends that I mentioned before and saying hey this is the canary in the coal mine. This is yeah. this is the they came for him and then they came for us type of scenario. And they God, and they, they, they wouldn't hear it. None of them would hear it. They were just like, well, well, he's a racist. And I'm like, Okay, no, well give me an that, example. Phony.
3: <laughs> no, phony, that was my problem. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Well but just, anyway. Well yeah. he's being used as an example, like you are to.
0: Oh, yeah. They use, the, they use the excuse that Alex Jones was racist. Um, they use the excuse that he calls for violence and all yeah. these other things. Again, no demonstration of examples or something like that. And this right. is the thing, too, like knowing the little bit that I knew about legalities and stuff like that, um, yeah. it, it, watching companies being able to essentially accuse somebody of being oh. a racist or being a, a violent person or a white supremacist, you know, whatever. Without any evidence, without yes and no due but process, even without the evidence, they have
3: a, they have a right to be a douchebag if they want to be, as long as not they're not outwardly threatening anybody or are causing it, you know harm. Like, I mean, hurt feelings are not protected, it, or at least it it wasn't before, you know. No,
0: but Lisa, was this not was not COVID, you know, sort of the the death of due process. In this country, it was already probably well on its way to the fucking morgue, but they destroyed. be
3: buried, the dude.
0: <laughs> Due process, especially whenever yeah. it came to your public character and persona, like somebody before. Like, it was already Tim, dead. Yeah,
2: it was already dead. It just you know that thing about beating a dead horse. I yeah, mean, they were just dragging it out
0: home. in front of us and showing us. Yeah, it was there.
3: ready for me to dig the the, the hole. You know, digging. Yeah. Uh-huh.
0: <laughs> no, but with Alex Jones, I mean, I again. Never really a huge fan of them, but when that started happening, I started paying attention to what was going on with them, and I tried to warn friends like, this is a slippery slip that we're going down, and I'd already had a friend that worked for Apple, and I tried explaining to him how why I was against Apple and their policies is because yeah. they were censoring Jackie Chung, not Jackie Chan, but Jackie Chung uh, for, for a yeah. song. Yeah, yeah, the past tense Jackie <laughs> <laughs> but they were, they were censoring him and taking his song about Tiananmen Square off of iTunes because that upset certain sensitivities of the CCP, right? And I'm like, yeah. well, if they're willing to censor for a government that's not ours and they're an American company, what's really stopping them from doing it with us? What's really stopping them from taking a song? Like, and I love music. like This is one of the biggest loves in my life. Like just watching a major company, American company like Apple, one of the most profitable companies in the history of the planet, if not the most profitable, and they have the ability to say to an artist, "Your song doesn't belong on our network because we don't agree with it," and not just because they don't agree with it, but because the CCP doesn't agree with it, and the song itself is like a Neil Young's Ohio, you know, it's about history. It's a, it's a, it's not just, it's not just somebody's stance. It's about the preserving that for history. So I just
3: break stuff from Limp Biscuit.
0: <laughs> yeah, but I mean, yeah. even yeah. that, like, depending on how bad things get in the future, people might look backwards and be like, "What was Limp Biscuit on? They were they were so far ahead of their time. They were amazing, you know." Sure? Yeah, it depends on what survives, you know. But um, that that was we the are, thing that really yeah, reality. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But that that's the or thing. It's you just know, like, what survives this?
2: Yeah. One of the biggest problems, even you know. I've noticed with this standing up against, you know, the COVID quote-unquote mandate, right? Are, again, are the lawyers. And you notice how they've used, you know, got, used the mechanism of religious and medical uh, objections. Yes. Here's the thing. What should have been first and foremost was that it's just against our natural You know, the natural laws are God-given rights, right? I mean, that should have been foremost the biggest uh, objection.
0: Well, even that, like just the ability to, uh, self-determination and free will was challenged. And I think that that was part of the ideological bent of this too. Uh, Mass perception. Yeah, there you go, guys. Thank you. But um yeah, look out for the new piss whistles, guys. But um no, I I was gonna say that with with um w- when it came to the defense, right? Um, this is before the election. So we got to see how uh basically that there was no lawful protection out there. There was no lawyers, there was no groups of them that were willing to stand up and stop the lockdowns, stop the you know the damage to the economy that was happening, to stop the damage to people's rights to free people from being arrested, you know, from, for going outside and all this stuff. There's very few people speaking up in that regard. Um, and then the ones that were speaking up, they weren't really doing much about it, right? Um, and then we, after George Floyd and everything, and then we had this uh, bogus election that year, then we got to see the lawyers drop the ball again with the, what I would say is probably the next stage in the coup. You know, because I mean, if you want to look at this overall, like if we want to look at the the total COVID story over the past three years, um, you have to include the twenty twenty election as being part of this. That there is at least in my mind, even with the Republicans putting yes, the Republicans putting forth the legislation first in order to have mail in ballots, this is before the the pandemic, quote unquote, too, right, Graves? Um, is that you know when you when you have like this. yeah yes. yeah. Yeah, when you have that, even with you when you have that type of setup, they couldn't have gotten away with it so easily if it without had a been of it. Yeah. Exactly. And without the lockdown separating people along tribal lines in ways of thought. That if you if you just pick up your phone and uncritically look at Yahoo news on it or whatever type of news feed you know that gets pumped into your phone. You're just, well, just gonna believe that Biden won the election fair and square because that's well, that's what the headline reads and that's just what the think about this
3: just think about this for a second. What were they making everyone do for months and months and months? Stay in their house and watch TV, right? Mm. So that without the lockdown, without COVID, whatever it may be. You wouldn't have had people literally watching stuff like George Floyd or Breonna Taylor, all these other videos of cops being jerks,
0: or Tiger King.
3: <laughs> tiger King. Well, yeah, that was, that's a that's a tiger of another, a different color. But uh, no, over and over again, people sitting in their house, going stir crazy, and watching all this uh, police brutality stuff on the th- that was dividing right there, and it was seething. It was like a pressure cooker waiting to come out you wouldn't have that if we didn't have you know a lockdown you know you wouldn't have people being uh, you know brainwashed over and over again with these images over and over again to divide and conquer
0: you know yeah back before the d live got all fucked up and they started censoring people um i was following uh people like david knight and others and uh another person called portland andy shout out to portland andy um, because he was showing all the different streams from around the countries, and not yes. just ours, but also abroad, that were aligned with this Black Lives Matter. There was riots. Or, yeah, people don't remember that. There were riots in other countries over this yeah, stuff. That's that's why that's why I knew it was like more of a, a that, bullshit that was, thing. Well, that was <laughs> kind of like the first, I guess, like in this field, right? That all of us, like, we get we get suspicions that there's coordination. Right. That yes. there's conspiracy happening. That's why we're conspiracy oh, theorists. Right. Oh, yeah. But when you, Analyst. when you get to see, you know, that a, a black man dies in America and Americans, you know, protest and riot over it. Why the fuck are they doing this in Canada again? You know yeah, <laughs> or, so that was
3: Or in Europe.
0: yeah, or, why are uh, they tearing down well, yeah. statues in the UK and then you get to see, oh, because yeah. it all aligns politically with these with these groups that are being elevated exactly you know and they're the ones that you know they're being put on the news as the good guys too like yeah. this is this is like a clockwork orange type of uh, behavioral uh, conditioning. That's happening.
3: Well, if you look at that, they also said that no one else. Uh, I was like screaming about the elephant in the room, besides myself, being the elephant.
0: Um oh, I got into a terrible argument. Speaking of screaming, I got into a terrible, terrible argument with somebody I love very, very much to this day about the iconoclasm, about the tearing down of statues. I'm like, I don't give a fuck who it was. I don't give a fuck. Right. Like it's tearing down history. Like I, I can't stand the B-52s, right? I can't like say I, <laughs> I like Rome. I don't care.
3: Fuck you. I like Rome. I like
0: this song. I like Rome.
3: Rome is a good song. But anyway, you know but, Rock
0: Lobster. But yes, but it's just like if they're tearing down a statue, a statue to rock lobster or something like that, like
3: <laughs> no, I'm fine with that. That that one's kind of shitty. Yeah, Yoko loved them too, by the way. <laughs>
2: Let me ask you a question though. Can well, I, I just finish this real quick, Lisa?
3: Lisa, I don't mean to be rude before I forget. Go ahead, be rude. I be rude. Yeah. I, 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 <laughs> rude boy. Okay. No, no. What I wanted to say was that the virus took a vacation during these riots, like we had mentioned earlier, but they used that to say that about the spike in the other variant right after all the BLMs started to, uh, the riots started to cool down and we went into the next phase of whatever, you know, bullshit we were going to be dealing with. So they used that. Oh, everyone was rioting. That's why there's a huge spike and now we got a new variant. Remember, it all connects.
0: That's all I wanted to say. Thank you. Yeah. But Lisa, you were saying?
2: No, I love that point, Chris. Absolutely. No, I was just saying, I was thinking, you know, maybe there was a problem with having statues in the first, first place. I'm just going <laughs>
0: Well, yeah, especially if you're uh, the one tearing them down, and it lands on you. I, I saw I saw that video, John Henry, <laughs> way back then. Um, and and then you know, John Henry, you were living in a pretty different place during those times too, with uh, BLM going on. Because like in, in in Hawaii, the the racial climate for those that aren't familiar, the racial climate in Hawaii is a little bit different than most of the mainland United States, isn't it?
1: um extremely low african-american population um so out there the only thing i really saw was like a a couple weird stinky hippies with blm signs like outside of the courthouse it was pretty ridiculous to be very candid with you Mm
0: -hmm. well they They tried to use they tried to use the native and uh you know population there Though they really weaponized the native population against the westerners, bringing the disease to the islands again, didn't they?
1: Oh yeah, yeah, hundred oh, percent. Yeah, yeah then I mean they referenced back to, um, which it rightfully so. Captain I, Cook, I don't, I don't disagree with this, but Captain Cook and the white man bringing disease, and uh, I believe the number was ninety six percent of the native Hawaiian population was taken out by disease from the westerners,
0: or Spaniards. Yep. yep. Run to the hills, run for your lives. <laughs> You know the way hey, you know <laughs> hey, here's
3: some blankets, you know, you want some blankets here? Oh, it's got nothing in it. Remember, yeah,
0: it really brought some dirty stuff up. But also, when you're living in a situation like that, right? when you're surrounded by people that maybe don't align necessarily with your not just ideology but then also your racial lines, like that that's something that crept back up, like. Man, I'm—I was born in the '80s, but you know, really, when I became more self-aware was in the '90s. You know, I was, I was a little bit older and discovering people like Dennis Miller and George Carlin, and discovering metal music and stuff. It really—Jason goes to hell. Fuck yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, all, all that stuff really shaped my mind. But it, there was a period in the '90s, and I'm sure you guys feel this too, where I think that we were—we were at a certain place with race. Especially going into the Chappelle show in the early 2000s, I guess that was probably the apex of it. We're just like we were getting a lot more comfortable around one another. It was just like when you're when you're first thrown into like a situation with a bunch of people that are maybe different than you. That you know after a while you find common ground and you get to be able to joke with one another, say shit to one another. It's not like you know where things aren't as tense. You know, and, and that's, that's how you know that you're good friends with somebody is that you can take the piss out of them. You know, you can, you can fuck with them a little bit. Take the piss whistle out of them. Yeah. 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 But, um, you know, I thought that we were getting to that point in the nineties and into the early two thousands where a lot of that racial stuff was just going away. Like we were finally the generation. That was going to make sure that that stuff wasn't going to impact our daily lives. That no matter you know where you were born and what race that you were born into or something like that, if you even want to believe in the concept of race and stuff like that too, that um you know regardless I think everyone
3: of that, everyone was just kind of tired of uh, after the the aftermath of Rodney King, the riots, OJ. Yeah. I think everyone was like, we had enough for a while here.
0: Well, and white people around you know the country around the world were shown that right. They were shown that through our media like uh, NWA as a group you know i people like ice cube and their lyrics and stuff like that impacted me growing up like uh, having access and exposure to like gangster rap growing up in the community that i did i don't li- i don't yeah. live in neighborhoods like that but being able to listen to their stories and to be able to yeah. identify with certain things or being a young man and you know having certain urges or certain wants and wanting to make money and all this other stuff like i I could listen to that stuff and identify with a lot of it, but I didn't. Again, I didn't grow up in those in that climate. You know, that wasn't my life. I didn't grow up in a boy. You know, a, a you know boys in the hood. You know, John Singleton type of world.
3: Well, I did, but in you know, suburbia, well, Massachusetts. No, but you look at it to to your point, six. Who was the biggest
0: golfer and who was the biggest rapper in 1999? Biggest golfer and the biggest rapper in '99. Yeah. No, that was the second one. <laughs>
3: it was Tiger Woods and Eminem. Yeah. White guy and a black guy. So the lines were definitely blurred by that point. Well true, yeah.
0: You yeah, think I'd about say, it, Yeah. Right?
3: Tiger Woods is the biggest golfer. Eminem was the biggest rapper in nineteen ninety nine, two
0: thousand. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I and mean, well, Tiger Woods being mixed race, to be fair, but still, I mean you know most people because of the way he looks they would associate him yes with being black but there was there was uh i think there wasn't there a, a Chappelle show uh thing about that didn't they do yeah. a uh a, a draft or was that key peel that may have been key and peel <laughs> where they did a, a a racial draft and they were I think it was against Ch-
3: tiger woods Chappelle show, I believe. okay yeah but what the, to the point was that the lines got so blurred that even like, like Eminem, like a, a, a white boy who was like the biggest rapper at the time, you know what I mean? And the biggest golfer, whether he was mixed race or not, was not a white guy. You know what I mean? So it was like the lines just started to get blurred in a, in a good way.
0: Well, and you can, I don't see, even know if I have had the a point same, with all this. <laughs> well, no, but you can have the same grips about Eminem, you know, if you're a purist. Right. That if if music comes from this certain place and a certain culture, but on the surface, and this person's, you know, sort of adopting that culture. Well, that goes back to Elvis, too, right? You know, you have you have Elvis out there, you know, doing black gospel music, essentially, you know, and he was, yeah. And, um, you know, but, Led Zeppelin, too. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Stealing all kinds of riffs. But, um, yeah. But w- w- when it comes to those guys, though, they brought people together, though. Because, like, when you hear somebody's music, you hear you you take in somebody's art like that, regardless if it's been appropriated or not. Like, even if you're getting the the Pat Boone version of Tootie Fruity, <laughs> not the little richer version train. of Tootie Fruity, yeah, Pat yeah. Boone's crazy train. Um, but you know, even if you're listening to that, there's there's like a trickle down effect, really, that happens through culture that way too, where like people just they get introduced to the concept of it at least. It kind of it. Even if it's watered down, it kind of makes it a little bit more appropriate you know then so the next generation coming up
3: is more open. Yeah, the next generation. yeah
0: yeah 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 you know, so like knowing that, like knowing what was coming there, I, I guess like our, our our leaders, you know the whatever reptilian overlords or the people that run the banks or whoever's really in charge of the fucking show here toys um, yeah, yeah yeah is that they saw that we, we were just getting a little bit more close to one another that keep keeping us divided by race and keeping us divided by tribes and, of, of politics. And now, Money. And, and now of different sets of beliefs about the climate, about, um, you know, whether or not, you know, kids can you know, generate their uh, mutilate their generally mutilate, mutilate, their, their mutilates, yeah. mutiloids yeah, exactly. That's another piss whistle. Diddy. Yes, absolutely. Generate your mutiloids I love it. But, um, no, but, but look at all the divisions now. And, and this goes back to like what we were talking about before with the platform is that a lot of this stuff, I think, is marketing. You know, it's, just, it, it's, it's a way that, you know, because of the, the, the way that we find stuff in media in modern times, um, that I was explaining this to my uncle over the weekend who I got to see for Easter. Shout out to my uncle. Um, and I was explaining to him, like, what ESG scores were and how the Internet is basically divided into little groups. That they gather information on you know and database and you know run through different algorithms and stuff so like when you when you like a certain thing they're just going to feed you more of that thing that seems like to be a pretty basic thing right in marketing like if somebody likes oreos you show them advertisements for oreos well what if you do that with politics like what do you do what do you what what if if it's like a religion basically you know you have to see people bow and during black lives matter you got to see people do all these crazy religious, like, type of washing people's feet. Um, you know, it, people approach this stuff with a religious fervor. And they did the same thing with COVID, too. Like, the way people clung to their masks, the way people uh, pledged their allegiance, you know, t- to uh, to the masking and, and to uh, the COVID policies, the way they adhered to them. Like, the, the comparisons of, of World War II, you know, like it was basically war propaganda, right, uh, that we endured. Like it, it was something where they they made us uh, what they made the Japanese and the Germans during World War II. Like they caric- they they took caricatures of of people from, you know, the different ways of thought and they defamed them. They made us all enemies of the state and and, and of our own culture, you know, to separate us. So gentilate your meal tell you yeah thank you thank you Chris but um no I mean uh whenever that whenever that separation started to happen with, with um that type of warlike propaganda then um then you get to see you know people that um, in the medical fields starting to do crazy dances Chris um you start to see a lot of things pop up uh like photos being shared around you know like from that one uh photo of, uh from the hospital in Italy being put around yeah. And then you get to see well, this is a photo,
3: dude, CBS news, used that video footage of the overcrowding Italian hospitals in place of the New York hospitals. And they got caught twice
0: doing it. Yeah. And I had very few people in my little circle during this whole time that was affected by um, by COVID, like very few people that rather got COVID or had problems with COVID or anything like that. But My grandfather got put on the ventilator and was killed. I was going to say, uh, the only person I knew of that had any issue was an older woman that I'd known. Uh, not very well. She's more more of an acquaintance, I'd say, But uh, for me. But she got sick and put in the hospital and put on a ventilator and she passed. And, you know, uh, for me.
3: Sorry to hear that, dude.
0: Yeah, well, and yeah, I'm, I'm sorry to hear about your family too. And we know so many people that had that happen to them. You know, our friend, our friend Don's brother, you know, went through that. And this has nothing to do with vaccines either. This is before all that bullshit. Yeah, this is the
3: actual thing.
0: Yeah, yeah.
3: And then I'm seeing, and, and they made
0: money off of your friend and my grandfather.
4: Yeah, no, then- oh, no doubt. They-
0: no doubt. Yeah, and I mean, and and it was obvious too. I mean, the, the money flowing around like the amount of money that they tossed around, they built entire naval vessel hospitals that were never occupied. (laughs) I think they were doing
3: something else on those, but I can't, I can't prove it yet, but there was other shit going on on those vessels. I think.
0: Oh, we'll talk about that in the future too, man. But, um, you know, with, uh, with the, the, the COVID stuff with them putting in, um, you know, more ventilators, like ordering all these ventilators. I remember, Trump going back and forth with Cuomo in New York about um, how many ventilators they have and then the, there was more yeah. ventilators yeah but that just shows you like the, we're the their
4: trucks
3: that weren't turned on but they they claimed that all these bodies were inside
0: well, yeah but they made that political argument about something that was wrong something that wasn't even needed like the political football was being tossed back and forth between Trump and Cuomo here about ventilators when meanwhile, ventilators were never the answer to this to begin with, ever. They were killing people. They were killing people with them. But because of the way it was coded, right? Because of the way that uh, things were paid, if you had a patient come in and they were put on a ventilator, the hospital got more money, didn't they, Chris?
3: Oh, yeah. There was a whole list. It's going to be in Donald's Jeffrey's book, Masking the Truth, coming up soon. We have all that stuff. I was able to send to him and he found on his own, but yeah, they have, um, it's shameful. They have different prices for different things. Yeah. They were killing people. Yeah. No doubt.
0: No doubt killing people. Well, let's, um, let's bring up the, It is a possibility that they want to behead people too. (laughs) Well, let's talk about that. Um, Because we're going to transition into uh, the article section now for this special and the first of which here, let me drag this over. You guys can still see the screen share here with these articles, right? As we yep. move forward. All right. So this first one here, um, this is from Daily Mail. This is Biden signs bill to terminate the national COVID emergency after three years. The president moves closer to ending the final pandemic restrictions by signing Republican backed legislation. Oh, that sounds great. It sounds like the Republicans really stood up for us, right? Let's read on. Yeah. A, it says the legislation is a simple one-line measure saying that the national emergency declared on March 13th, 2020 is hereby terminated. At the time, the White House announced it is allocating $5 billion more billion to create, in quotes, next generation COVID-19 vaccines. Yeah. They won't stop. Where's the demand for this? Who is writing their congressman saying you know, who, who, who is oh, did uh, anyone
4: even know
3: that there was a Kraken variant?
0: Oh yeah. We're going to get to that too. Yeah. We're going to get to that too, for sure. Um, but it says here in the article, president Biden signed a Republican led measure on money that ended the national COVID-19 emergency after more than three years. White house already had its own plans to wind down the emergency declaration on May 11th. Again, why the arbitrary dates? Why set it down the road? Other than already written down a long time ago. <laughs> well, yeah, but also here's what I'm thinking, Chris, is that doesn't that tip off everybody that's invested in these companies that are so heavily involved in the well, pandemic?
3: Take, you know, take your final dollars now, folks.
0: Yeah, yeah. now it's we'll time to it cash out. out, folks. You know, it, it's like last call. <laughs> right? they ring a bell nice call
3: for alcohol closing
0: time there you go there you go i knew he was going to come up with that one all right but it says despite having strong objections to the bill earlier in the year for what reasons i don't know <laughs> just you know biden announced in march that he would not veto the legislation and it passed uh the senate 68 to 23 so they moved it up a month <laughs> thanks republicans Instead of ending this in in May, <laughs> We're pick up
3: that loose change that might still be there. Let's pick it all up.
0: Yeah. Instead of ending this in May or April, you know, if you wanted to be even earlier on it, let's just say May, May of, of twenty twenty. That this
3: yeah, we'll shoot spread. for May. It's a good two weeks to stop the uh, spread. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. I mean when they ex- when they extended everything, um, I've seen posts now where um, apparently Trump had paid governors to lock down. Um, that there was there was payola whenever it came to governor's yeah. decisions and Republican governors as well, folks. Don't think oh, yeah. that. Uh, and this is also when we talk about the the two party paradigm and how they're all basically one unit party and how this is a yeah. platform, how this is you know a GCO global corporatist oligarchy, how this is just e- one <laughs> entity. <laughs> we don't even have Pepsi or Coke. We got tabs
3: still, and they're not telling you. Yeah. That's it.
0: Yeah, and it tastes like dick. And it says the legislation is a simple never
3: dick, so I'll have to take your word for it. <laughs>
0: yeah, notes on it. Yeah. Um, the legislation is a simple one-line measure saying that the national emergency, like we said, uh, declared on May- March 13th, 2020, is hereby terminated. Now, at the same time uh, Biden signed the bill, the White House announced it is allocating five billion to create next generation COVID-19 vaccines. The funding will be taken from money put aside by the Department of Health and Human Services for COVID tests and PPE. So they're going to take, they're going to take the last of the money that was set aside for tests that didn't work and PPE that didn't work. And then putting those billions of dollars into another fucking racket into a, <laughs> well, let's give Tom Brady
3: another loan. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't mean to break this up.
0: Old second, deflated but- balls himself. Right.
3: Well, well, they, well, as of late, yeah, I have to uh, do something about that.
0: Oh, you're talking about Tom Brady? Yeah, yeah
3: the yeah. yeah. <laughs> I Something just popped out to me. and Do you see that? It says, this is Matthew McConaughey and Woody Harrelson are brothers, and actors share his reluctance to get a DNA test after hinting they
0: share the same father.
3: Is this the same father that possibly was the grassy old gunman, yep. Charles Harrelson? Yep.
0: And when we talk about people being recruited into oh these positions, god. right? People from certain bloodlines, people from certain families, getting elevated, getting getting to be boosted and be influencers in culture. Yeah, not a shocker right. there. Sorry. Yeah, we'll have to come back just, to that one, but yeah,
3: shout it out to me. Uh, yeah, because yeah. uh, oh my, all right, yeah, sorry.
0: Oh I, my god, I thought you were gonna comment about the one underneath it that says "I'm proud of my." I boobs. saw that
3: <laughs> first, and I'm like, I got the same problem, lady. <laughs>
0: C's well, never understand women who don't like their large chests. I mean, I guess it depends we'll on it how either. healthy your spine is, right? Carrying around oh, two yeah. boulders uh, probably, probably probably suck, but I have um,
3: that, but like down below, but they're deflated as you had pointed out. Thank you,
0: <laughs> deflate graves. <laughs>
4: <That's>, um, <laughs>
3: It says here, just
0: just to clear it up for everybody that didn't understand, uh, former President Trump first declared a national emergency that March to allow federal funding to be freed up for vaccines and testing centers. Yes. Part of that executive decision. Now, how much of what he knew and when he knew it and how much of the, you know, how much the bullshit that he went along with regardless and what the political pressures were from the people around him, like the Scott Gottlieb's or the fucking Anthony Fauci's and everybody that he brought into his, his cabinet um, that was previously there that from ultimately, and and I think that Steve Dace has done a great job at pointing this out to people, you know, especially people on the right that would listen to shows like his and others is that Trump. Yes. Trump was the one that was involved in this executive decision, possibly the worst executive decision in the history of america i don't know how you recover from that i mean how how does one come back from that i mean other than other than coming out to the american public and saying boy was everybody around me wrong and i was wrong too but do you think that you'll ever see any of that humility out of trump have we yet to have seen it he's been campaigning lately right He's been getting arrested and talking about the crime (laughs) when he gets arrested, whether regardless of that happened or not. He's a savior. Yeah. Yeah, He's been talking, he's been talking about, you know, his foreign policy. Where's he at on this? People don't see through this, this clown puppet,
3: like all the other ones by now. I don't know what else to tell you. And I know a lot of people that still are behind him. I
0: I don't. even yeah, if he's completely legit, why wouldn't you he's come not out? Both. Well, yeah, but uh, be, but granting them that, why wouldn't he come out and have some humility and say, "Listen, I was terribly wrong. I, I shouldn't have locked the country down. I I shouldn't have done warp speed. I should." people like the that, testing.
3: being wrong is a, is a sign of weakness to people like them.
0: That. That's why. Well, and let's talk about the testing too. Testing was fucking garbage, right? I mean the the people- yeah. How many of this stupid little, John Henry, how many of this stupid little tests have you had to do over adventure the years? Even
3: trust it.
1: <laughs> Way too many.
0: Like I, for, for the job that I had at the time, whenever they sent us back to work, I had to spit in a tube every fucking week and send it to this stupid company who just sent me an email that now that the emergency is over, do you want a copy of all your information? I'm like great. So now that all this, what, what's going to happen to it? All this information is going to be loaded up to a server somewhere that everybody's going to have access to. Like yeah, what you happened to my, to the
3: NSA facility? That's right. Well,
0: and 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 these are the same companies that did um, you know, genetic uh, type of tr- uh, tracing, you know, through ancestries and other stuff like that. So like, <laughs> yes. how many fucking companies, you know, from that have my DNA? Yep. And how what could they do with that DNA? Sure. What What experiments could they use to run that on? You know we, we've talked about them making um weaponized aerosol aerosolized vaccines or viruses based yeah. on people's uh, DNA structure. That's right.
3: Like I've, even the Jabs, they, I have a I got a good feel on that certain areas of the country or even the world were sent different vaccines for different reasons. And I think you might be touching upon it right there. I know that's conspiracy, but
0: I got a feeling. Well no, and we talked about this with our good friend Chuck O'Celli when we talked about drugs the other night and addiction. That we're all we're all individuals, that things hit us differently. Things your your body chemistry compared to mine when it comes to certain substances, we're gonna we might have completely different reactions. That's right. You know, so I mean, why wouldn't that be the be true with vaccines? Why would why would something like a vaccine universally have the same effect on a bunch of different people of different ages, of different sizes, of different sexes, but even, yes, even different, you know, genetic backgrounds, different races.
4: sizes,
0: Yeah. 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 Different, different genetic markers. Like why, why wouldn't something affect people differently along those lines? Maybe is, is that the reason why we're seeing only a, a certain portion of the population having side effects from the vaccination?
3: Right? I thought that too like that certain people are being targeted maybe for certain different
0: reasons and really yeah. if if you were the type of insidious like Galton Institute member like 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 Bill Gates right like if you wanted you know yeah. if you wanted to be like a prince Philip and come back on Earth as a virus if you just wanted to eliminate a lot of people
4: <laughs> oh. yeah
0: that that you would come up with an idea that you could just shave it off by a little bit Right. Nobody notices. Nobody notices when you take like, it's like walking up the to the case. wedding cake before they cut the cake at the wedding. Right. And you just stick yeah. a little pinky in, take a little bit of icing off. Like nobody's going to You do done this. that too. Yeah. Well, it's yeah.
3: awesome. You know. Oh yeah. I started <laughs> lifting the whole cake.
5: Yeah. Yes. Yes.
3: Like it's mine. I claimed it. Ah, I'm sure you have to leave. You have a restraining order. Supposed to be within uh 20, uh 30 miles away from here. Anyway, but yeah, no, you're right. It's kind of like what Dave McGowan would go into about the serial killer phenomenon in the 70s. A lot of them seemed to be political hits dressed up as these random acts of uh, violence and murder. But there were other agendas underneath, you know, the circumstantial evidence. And with these vac- with uh, all the vaccine and the COVID and shit, all those leaders in like South America and the African countries, all those leaders that did, did not want to deal with vaccines and jabs they started dying in weird ways too and disappearing i don't know if you remember that that's all in don's book coming up
0: well and i think that a lot of this uh, from the next paragraph that we'll read before we move forward with different articles too grace what you brought up there and i think that this will be a topic you know probably for you know that we'll talk about and don will talk about in the future it says here it's the third bill that the president has signed into law you know regarding you know talking about biden Uh, Just recently into law since Republicans took the majority in the house behind a GOP led bill rescinding Washington, D.C.'s criminal justice reform and one that ordered the intelligence community to declassify information on COVID-19 origins. Here's the thing. If you still think that the Republicans are on your side and by them ordering the intelligence community who are fucking liars, that is their job is to lie to and manipulate people around the world. If Storm you, is coming. If six. you think that the rhino war hawk fucking warmongering you know republicans you are, had it right aren't going to utilize this shit to to have an intelligence report drop about the origin of COVID-19 being China or Russia or a combination thereof or any basically any BRICS nation you know, it'll probably align with anyone that's going against the current banking cartel. They were all involved in this and we weren't folks. That's going to be the intelligence report. Right. But there's no way that the, there's no way that the CIA is going to come out with a report and be like, well, it was actually our own government that was developing this shit and working hand in hand with other governments to do it, too, including the fucking French um, and, and and a bunch of other countries outside the five eyes. Like, but it was all of us, it was all of us, you know, investing in this type of research. We've done this, you know, type of stuff on the show before we've shown you, but, um, you know, to think that, uh, just because the Republicans have control and this is really like, I think for me too, one of the other godsends of, of COVID happening is that this was the final nail for me. Like this was the the final nail for authority. It was the final nail for the uniparty. Um, it was just, you know, believing in political solutions to things, um, and believing that, you know, any, any one of the tribes, you know, out of the, the Coker. Mine really was when
3: the Democrats went along with going into Iraq and there was no resistance whatsoever. That was, so mine's been a long time coming and I'm glad you're, 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 you've woken up, buddy, not woke, but I'm glad you're awake with me, buddy.
0: Well, yeah, man. I mean, it, it, it's, it took a while just to lose that faith. Cause like for a while, like I didn't really, yeah. I wasn't politically active for many years in between. Like from from I'd say about twenty fifteen sixteen, and in, in that area, like I, I started getting a little, I started paying a little bit more attention to what was going on because of what was happening with Trump. Yeah, and I and I watched, I watched the impeachment. I, I was watching the RussiaGate stuff from different angles, and that's when I I, I kind of found people like Jimmy Dore, um, and yeah. others on on the left who would at least say like, you know, I fucking wouldn't agree with anything that Trump said, nothing. But he would come out and say, "Hey, this is the CIA and the FBI working hand in hand to fuck an American president over." And if you don't think that that's a problem, if you don't think that you know the intelligence community making shit up out of whole cloth and the media mockingbirding, you know, and repeating it and putting it into people's skulls every day, so they're out at the water cooler at work yelling at each other. Can you believe Trump's a Russian uh, agent? You know, like those types of things. Like, and I know very, you know, very intelligent people. That fell for that bullshit, and I'm just like, no, like there's this isn't what's happening,
3: and it's like you know, ask things
0: like, well, why would they do that? that well, and bad. it tied into Ukraine too at the time. Yeah. Like I was just like, if you watch Biden's Council on Foreign Relations speech when he talks yeah. about influencing the you know the 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 government over there to remove a prosecutor that was pros- you know, prosecuting going after his son, like how yes. how, how much more deliberate <laughs> can you fucking be? <laughs> like other than him holding up a photo and be like, "Yeah, I fucked this guy over cuz he messed with my family and, and you, you guys aren't getting money. like he could have and been any more explicit. Spin. People didn't yeah. even want to watch the video though. Like people didn't want to see the evidence to prove that the person that they were backing was was really a criminal. Yeah. And and I think that, you know, there was a large part of me up until COVID where yeah. I didn't I didn't want to I didn't want to see that in Trump. I really didn't. I didn't want to I didn't yeah. want to see that. I, I was I was watching the the some of his followers go into the Q thing. Um, you know, the I was I was listening to and shout out to Red Pill 78 because I thought that he did a lot of great work on the Russiagate thing. But then you get into the Q stuff and it's just like, all right. Yeah, well, so
3: he lost me there. Yeah. yeah.
0: It's just like, well, what do I do with this? How do I how do I approach my friends and say that there's white hats somewhere in an agency that I have no access to? That I know There's nothing no about
3: this whatsoever, but we'll go with it. Yeah. Right?
0: And they're yeah. somehow hatching a plan. that's going to reverse all this. So like in the, in the lockdown, going back to that point, you know, as yeah. I'm sitting and I'm waiting for Easter to roll around and I'm thinking that, okay, if Trump is, is politically savvy and he knows his audience, um, yeah. he's probably going to look at what's happening right now. Cause like. I'm still you know connected through media, through watching bit shoot videos and comments, sections yeah. and stuff like I'm seeing how people react into this you know around the world. Um, and I'm like, well, if Trump really wanted to get over, like if he wanted to be the big baby face to be the good guy here, that he'd yeah. let us all out for Easter. Like he'd align this up with something, you know, like and especially because of his evangelical evangelical base. You know, like yeah. the the political uh, base that's that's religious in this country. Well, he went after a, them.
3: He went after him just as hard as us conspiracy people. Oh yeah, they collect all of us. Yeah.
0: Well, no. Instead of releasing us for Easter, we got locked down harder. Like people were yeah. being arrested at churches. People were holding church at Walmart. Oh yeah. Because they couldn't gather at their church, but you could go to a a, a big box store and gather Liquor there sports. for as long as you fucking Brilliant. wanted to. Like when I had nothing better to do, I'll be honest with you, I I would throw a mask on and just go walk around Walmart, and pull the mask down a little bit so I can actually breathe.
3: Yeah, I could never breathe those fucking things on, so I stopped going to Walmart at a certain point. Yeah, I would get winded.
0: (laughs) But just like man, it it was like being nineteen again. (laughs) You know, I would would get (laughs) excited to go to Walmart (laughs) because it would it would be something to do. Yeah, because that's how bored I was. But there was nothing else. There was no other culture. I I know. And that to me, I mean, if, if you want to spread a disease, um, and I'm not talking Ooh, about like from, from mouth, uh, you know, breathed into the air. I'm talking about yeah. dispersion. I'm talking about if you wanted a delivery system and certain nodes of that delivery system. Boy, was that a great setup, you know? If you if you wanted to um, expose people to an aerosolized virus or aerosolized vaccine. Right? This is something we were talking about a little bit last night. I right. think that all of us that have been exposed to this, I mean, I hate to tell you folks, um, because they always argue too. like and I'm, I'm going to drag the panel back on the screen for this, but th- there's been a consistent argument uh, for years now that you know with the myocarditis stuff, with the strokes, with all the blood issues, that yeah. people still receive the, a lot la- in large numbers, larger numbers, even as it's claimed um yeah. that people that nat quote unquote naturally get infected right um have uh the same type of risk or greater risk uh, of coming up with myocarditis and other things i think that you know it doesn't it's not going to matter as much after a while through through just repeated exposure like we're all in the spike protein soup now yeah that's right shedding yeah. So, it's, I mean, doesn't cool. get
3: talked about enough either. Well, it could, <laughs> yeah. it could
0: be shedding or it could be them just reintroducing new toxins into our environment. And if we're all huddled into one central environment, like if you're living in a city and you live in a, in a building with a, a shared um, ventilation system, yeah, it's not going to take long. You know, it didn't they take were, long in the cities.
3: They were telling people, like, yeah, you can still have sex,
0: just wear the mask like what oh yeah are you talking about and the people that are still psychologically broken by that too like watching
4: watching people now like if
0: i go out to a store to grab some groceries and i see an old lady still wearing a mask especially especially like the elderly the ones that have health issues yeah like man i want to run up to him and be like don't you know that you're making it harder on yourself to breathe yeah. That you know exactly. by taking in less oxygen, you're actually hurting your health, that you're probably breathing in fibers from that mask that probably don't belong in your lungs to begin with, and God made God knows where by God knows who with, with God knows what.. Yeah. And and then, you, and then also that you went through all that trouble to buy this disposable mask that doesn't do anything, and then you're going to take that disposable mask and throw it right in the trash can. You Which, just made. You just gave 3M a bunch more money. That's about all you did. Well, yeah. And think of the hospital system. Like Lisa and I were talking about this off air. You know, I had to go to a hospital recently to visit a loved one. They still want you to put one of those fucking things on in a hospital.
3: That's right. When my mother was, we all had to put the stupid fucking mask on. Still. Yep.
0: And I'm and I'm supposed to have faith in these people to save my life. I'm supposed to have faith in these exactly. experts who tell me, "Oh yeah, you got something wrong with you, you should take this pill," right, John Henry? Like you should you should have faith in them at that point to still treat you properly. Meanwhile, they still believe in that bullshit. They still carry on with that that that, that charade? <laughs> I mean, and especially like uh, you see people like John Campbell, not uh n- not the bass player for Lamb of God, but um the other John Campbell <laughs> Um, oh, all right. I always want to make sure. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's, uh, uh he was a, uh, a trainer for nurses and he was the one that brought out like what, what could have been affecting some of the things with the vaccines because of the oh, way that they were being administered and stuff. But now he's completely, you know, he's, he's the one that's doing apologies. Like he does apology videos almost every other week now of just like, oh, sorry, what? I was wrong about masks. Sorry, I was wrong about this. And I, I respect that. There's some healing. I do too. To yeah you know, yeah, like yeah. half humility. Like I just, you know, you might not be able to trust the person after that, you know, but you can at but least, you say-
3: know, like, they were being told certain things too. Then maybe they were like, uh, Oh, I I'm putting my trust in this. Cause why else, why would they want to hurt us? You know? So you got to look at it that way too. Not everyone is a evil, you know, bastard that wants to eugenicist, you know? So I'm glad that, that someone like that is, doing that type of thing it's humility like you said
0: well and it's a but it's a dangerous game though too when you find that affinity with folks and this is what we were talking about before a little bit it's just you find out somebody's right about something you know or right about something at least in your opinion like or whatever type of thing you know ideology that you subscribe to right right but then you know you, you you shouldn't have faith in them all the time you should, you should look into the stuff that they're talking about. You shouldn't just take it for granted that daily wire is telling you to go out and get your shots.
3: (laughs) Or even like, uh, like someone like Bobby, Bobby Kennedy Jr. Uh, If, if he's doing, if he's, if there's evidence and he's doing something wrong, then I, I need to see that like more than most folks, to be honest. Cause then, cause you know, I can't be blinded. I shouldn't be blinded. Like, I can't sit there and criticize a Trump supporter and Obama supporter and then go and just blindly uh, follow someone else just because of their last name. So it's kind of the same deal.
0: Well, yeah. yeah. And you and you don't have to necessarily approach it with like that, you know, like anger, angry, angry suspicion. You know, it's just like, I wonder what this fucking evil person's up to. You know, like, it's not that it's just like being critical. Just keep
3: an open mind.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Being willing to accept being a pragmatist, being willing to accept that, you know, the sides that we choose sometimes in life are wrong. Like I've, ch- I've chosen the wrong side before I've done, I've done the wrong things. I've, I've, I've been with the wrong people. You know, I've, I've made plenty of mistakes along those lines of my life, you know, so to believe wholeheartedly in any politician or anyone, any influencer, any content creator that's out here, even amongst the alt to the alt, like if somebody's not correct, you know, just you, you should look into that, you know, and, and not, not necessarily, you know, be suspicious as to why, like trying to assign motive. I think people do that a lot. You know, Lisa could probably attest to that. It was just like, people, but if you're
3: given facts, if you're given facts and evidence and stuff to not turn away and go, Oh, it can't be true. It must be made up shit. You know, look into it, you know, yeah. even if it's going to hurt, you know,
0: but Lisa, you could probably attest to this for the audience that it's extremely hard to prove motive. It's hard to it's hard to prove somebody's motivations as to why they've done certain things. Unless you have explicit uh type of documentation of that. Like if you have irrefutable type of things like this is you on camera saying just this. Like or even even things like that. But people can even come back and retract those, can't they?
2: Sure. I mean basically the the way you have to establish motive is you know, some kind of documentation as to uh, something written, and you know, so otherwise you have to be a mind reader, right? So, and, again, I mean, you're, uh, like you said, you people can explain away and negate certain things as to why things were said when they were said, so, motive is, uh, Definitely hard to prove.
0: Yeah. And I think people do that with a lot of people, but especially politicians. Like if you're, if you're favorable towards a certain side, then you think that they're approaching things because they have a certain motive. If you're against a certain politician, you're against them because you think that they have this sort of, they have this hatred, they have this. And and I see that a lot used to manipulate people. We saw it in the J six spaces that we were in the other night, which is people trying to control groups, trying to get them to focus and, and come together on certain points and ignore certain things, ignore corruption, um, ignore claims, ignore um, you know anecdotes that people had, uh, first first-hand accounts of, of even of what people had, um, ignoring the press, ignoring the the exposure of certain things happening within those movements. Um, that that just everybody wants this sort of like uniformed ideology that that marches forward on their on their command. And um, I would encourage everybody out there listening today, don't be part of that. Don't be part of that at all. Like, I love the fact that we have a community here on the show that we get to talk to people every week and we get to see some familiar faces and that we get to gather and, and have these discussions. But I don't want to, yeah, but I don't want to be any type of cult leader, not like these other people that are out there telling people, you know, oh, we, we need to do this and we need to do that. Like, no, who's we? Like who who put you in charge? Like yeah. I just I don't believe in that stuff as much anymore. And I think COVID really taught me that lesson finally. It was just said, you know, I don't want to be a member of any of these groups. I don't I don't want to be a Republican. I don't really want to be a human being. And and no. it even even comes down to like, you know, when it come if it really came down to it, if they really pushed this apartheid on us that hard, if they put down the mandates and they never let up. If, if they went full Orwellian with it, right. And they, they, they just really went like into a dystopia where we're barred from any type of society where, you know, basically the, the four of us became like a a form of Edgar friendly from demolition, man. You know, we have to, you know, live, live subterraneously.
3: (laughs) That'd be (laughs) Wesley Snipes.
0: Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Wesley Snipes was awesome in that movie. Um, but all right. Yeah. But um, you know, we, we, we all become outcasts. Like how, how far could it have gone? I mean, we saw it go a, little, a, bit, a bit further in Europe and other places like that. But, Australia. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. But I mean, I think here in America, what, what sort of made it worse is because they didn't go that hard. Yeah, they, it's they,
3: not over yet, though, buddy. They yeah, that they were able
0: enough. to do it for longer and get away with more and, and, and transfer more wealth and do more damage. Because they didn't they didn't turn the heat up all the way, you know the stove wasn't on nine it was on six or seven instead. It was on nine. Yeah, still cooking us,
2: but um. No, that's when you're talking about motive six though. Mm -hmm. You know that's why they always say follow the money. Yeah. Well,
0: and and talking about that, let's um let's let's see where the the future money may be going. Let's let's blaze through some of these articles and then we'll get to um. Something that uh, our friend Handy clued us on to um, last yeah. night. So um, this is uh, from uh, 10 news. NBC it says they're working for you. I bet they are. It says Virginia sees 309 new coronavirus, coronavirus cases Tuesday. Um, that's 2,139 new cases in the last uh, week. It says now there are 23,718 deaths from the coronavirus wow. in Virginia. Now, we know those numbers are probably not accurate. <laughs> no. <laughs> you know, like, and, and it's still like, I, I, you see it and then you immediately react to it. You look at 23,000, holy shit. And it's just like, even if you believe what, you know, that's sort of what I'm getting into, which is talking about this being more of a bioweapon than even a virus. It was. Even 23,000. Like, it's just like, that's not, you're, you're kind of, you're hyping it up too much still. Right. Like with yeah, the, you're the way showing, that these, you're
3: keeping your hand a little too much here. <laughs> yeah. yeah, with the
0: way these deaths are coded and other stuff like that, the way they've been accounted for and everything, like, and, and but they report them as it, This is fact. Like, and this is a bad thing whenever it comes to media too, because people see numbers and they just take numbers for granted. Like when they're reporting numbers, as if these are the numbers, right? And they don't talk about which agency, how they were done. Like nobody gets into the weeds. You know, when it comes to that stuff, except for us, right? Um, so the average person reading this, they're like, Oh yeah, they'll take it for granted.
3: Well, anyone out there, please check out a Handy Substack because he almost he was in a, a a pretty good position to be able to kind of document the whole lockdown, uh, just based on his job and his emails, and he kind of put it together with his substack almost like a journal day by day, and all the weird shit that he was seeing and all the uh the procedures at the hospital and everything.
0: Yep. And then look at this, the management system of tracking, tracing, you know, providing information like this. We're we're talking about hospital beds. That was one of the, the big, it was, um, Jimmy Dore and one of his friends having a debate on, uh, the shots. And this is like, you know, year, year and a half ago, I think. Um, And one, one of the person that was arguing for the shots, not Jimmy, um, was saying, well, I don't want to have to worry about running out of hospital beds because of these unvaccinated people, you know? So all of a sudden it became like a,
3: well, Andy goes into that too, six about the hospital beds on the, yeah, yeah, yeah. People
0: check it out. But just like when, when it came to like your involvement, like in how many hospital beds are available, like these are. These are quote unquote private companies, right? These hospitals, <laughs> you know, these are That's nonprofits right. and other things like that. They, I have nothing to do with like, I can't, I couldn't even afford to buy a hospital bed for my local hospital myself. Like what, what do I have I to can't do? can buy a bedpan. Yeah. Yeah. So what I have to do is like, I have to go on to social media or I have to influence others around me to have them behave a certain way so I ensure for myself this private organization having a hospital bed. Like you see how convoluted that gets and where the the mindset comes in that these, these, these hospitals, they don't have to spend an extra dollar if they don't want to to create more beds or make new facilities and other things. And those that did, they weren't ever occupied. We had people showing up to hospitals during the pandemic that were empty. Um, you know, we have people missing their screenings and other things. Lord only knows, you know, coming down the pike here, how many new cancer cases and how many other degenerative diseases that weren't caught early and all the other things that didn't happen because of this I argument. I was a victim over, of that. Yeah. it over arguments no, really. over hot. No, really. yes. really. Yeah. You certainly I
3: could not go get treatment and uh, probably cost me some years. It may have. Yeah. I hope
0: it didn't man. But like, that's the thing. Like there's a lot of people out there that didn't, you still couldn't pay me to go to a fucking hospital if I didn't have to. You know, I don't want to go there. I don't want to be in that. Scared to death. And like, you give up. You give up all sovereignty of yourself. Eventually, like everything becomes about these. Everything in society during COVID became about how we're going to decide to do what utilitarian decision of how many. You know, we have to. This is like uh, the central planning on acid. It was just like anything, (laughs) anything that you can imagine. That you could centrally plan and manipulate and move around numbers and 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 manage, it, it became now a part of glad every you, person to be involved in those decisions of how many hospital beds there are, how many shots there are, how many feet apart you have to stand. Like every became a everything became a system of management.
3: Glad you said acid and not psilocybin in general, because uh, psilocybin can be very uh, positive. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, the only reason I said the acid thing is it became twisted. Like it's just like there are utilitarian yeah. decisions that we make in, in society as a whole, right? Like there are certain right. decisions that you have to make where it's just like, all right, well, we want to end the homelessness, but you know, we're not going to spend an extra couple billions of dollars on that because we we also have to send um, billions in arms to Ukraine. You know, those types of utilitarian yeah. decisions. Oh god. Yeah. You know, but when it when it came down to something as intimate as your health, you know, to have threatened to you that if you lived in an area um, like that's being shown on this map. That if you lived in, like, say, this area of West Virginia, that if you live, you know, where look at the ICU occupancy, 100%, total occupancy, 90, 95%, that now you're, you're looking at other people around you and telling them how to behave. <laughs> yeah. so, that if, so that if you got sick or if an emergency happened, that you would have access to these goods and services that you have nothing to do with. <laughs> Like you don't contribute to them at all. Like you don't pay for them at all. Like, where do you, yeah. where, where do you have like the right to step in and say, it's my duty. It's it. I was chosen. I was anointed to manage these things. And you saw, you get to see the control freaks around you, right? You get to see the people that just all, oh, we got to do this and we have to do that. Make all these declarative statements. We must, we must. We're going to do this. Whoa, 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 whoa. Mm-hmm. Shut the fuck up. Yep. So, but um, moving on. Um, let me see. Where are we in the tabs here? Okay, there we go. All right. So this next one: New COVID variant sparks fear as India sees huge surge of infections. Yeah. So India, early on, shout out to pe- you know certain people in India, they rejected the COVID shots. They chased Bill Gates's shit out of their. They saw what
3: Bill Gates's shots did to uh, you know their people in the past.
0: Well, and what he was doing to the food, which we'll talk about in a little bit too. But just like the, with 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 all that going on in India, you had uh, what is it?
1: Uttar. Those were the HPV shots.
0: Yep. In yeah. India. Thank you, John Henry. But in in Uttar Pradesh, I think it was the, that that area of India, um, they were one of the first ones to show that with a uh, massive population that you did not need these shots. That they rejected those shots and they got by just fine. Um, and they also started using. Um, I think ivermectin. So yeah. then that then that became a, a huge cultural football that was tossed back and forth, right? Whether or not ivermectin is effective or not. And then you'll see people that just like, you know, I guess because of whom they might align with that somebody would come out and say, Oh yeah, it's just it, it's ivermectin. Ivermectin was always the answer, it was always the cure. Well, I don't know that for sure. And you'll see still people like Tim Pould still deny that he, you know, that he felt that ivermectin was effective or you know, he read studies that were contrary to that. And then I have other people where they were injected with ivermectin. They were taking ivermectin in liquid form while pregnant because their doctor recommended it to them because they had COVID oh. while pregnant. Oh. Yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> but they survived and the baby's
3: healthy as fuck. <laughs> yeah, but we don't know. Like but what we don't happened? Know. Yeah. Ugh.
0: So, I mean, that's the thing. I mean, we had all this argument over and Lisa, you got to talk to Dr. Zlenko. Uh, fortunately, before he passed, you know, R.I.P. Chuck to did Zelenko. too.
3: Chuck did too. Yeah, and he brings that up. Uh, yeah. He's really concerned about Zelenko's story too. Yeah, I
0: mean, and that's the
3: thing. Like, uh, uh, can you kind of can you tell everyone about that? Because I'm still not even 100. percent Even after Chuck told me about him, what his story was, real quick, if if it's
0: possible. Well, and Lisa might be able to elaborate too. But uh, you know, from on, on my end. You know, Dr. Zelenko, was he was the one that treated Trump early on, and he treated him with a multitude of different things, ivermectin, oh, hydroxychloroquine, like those types yeah. of things. So he had his own protocol put together, and he was trying to distribute that at a time where doctors were having their licenses threatened. Doctors were having their jobs threatened and being fired from their jobs for, for trying to uh, get off-label stuff. People were battling with uh, Walmart and with their pharmacies to get this stuff where they had doctors, they had yeah. doctors prescriptions filled out for this stuff and the pharmacies wouldn't deliver the medication and their loved ones were died while waiting right. for this medication because they were denied it. And I'm not saying, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not a virologist. I'm not, I'm not somebody that's in pharmaceuticals. I couldn't tell you whether or not, like i listened to things the way that described it, how Ivermectin worked. I never right. took it myself. Right. Yeah. But I, I had a friend that took it in large quantities because it was prescribed to him by somebody that he saw that was a medical professional and it helped his recovery. You know, I, I, but I don't know those are just, those could be little anecdotes where it just like, it could have been a combination of things. Yeah. It's hard to tell. And then also from what I know about lower impact and, uh, you know, type of things in your diet and also supplements, but sometimes the amount of it is tremendously important too. Like if you're taking like 200 milligrams of L-arginine, that's okay, but that's not a lot of it. you're not going to have a tremendous effect of right. it. I take three grams of it in my pre-workout like there's a diff there's a difference in the effect due to the amount of it that you actually take too so maybe taking one ivermectin pill if you're feeling sick ain't really gonna do shit. maybe you have to take like thirty of them and that's what people were prescribing people were taking like thirty pills a day or more uh and and also large amounts of vitamin D and other things but Lisa, can you speak at all to your interaction with Dr. Zelenko and what that was like, especially at that time? I don't know if she's available. She's probably chasing Sadie. <laughs> probably <laughs> well, chasing John the Henry,
4: dog you right any
3: on. Him, or do you, Have you looked into him, uh, John Henry, at all? Because I've heard a bunch about him. I just wish I knew more about him. Yeah, maybe not.
0: Well, John Henry, you were, you were going to take some horse paste at one point, weren't you? <laughs>
1: Uh yeah. <laughs> I was definitely considering it. Um, but then they tried to get me to take the other stuff um that I'd of it, that I decided not to.
3: i um, glad you didn't,
1: buddy. Yeah. Thank you, sir. I tried to have some common sense. Um you're, I mean are, I think the whole Zaleco thing, rare thing breed, is interesting, sir. man. <laughs> yeah. So Sorry. you know, I know he was trying to put out some more natural preventative measures for it to fight it. Um Yeah, I don't know. That's cool that um, at least we got to talk to
0: him. Yeah. Well, and, and after Zelenko's treatment of Trump, and we could say what we want about, you know, how Trump's mental acuity is at his age and all that other stuff. And, yeah. But, I mean, f- physically, though. I mean, he's, it, he's a big guy. He's a big guy. He's a little...
3: He like, likes his McDonald's and Diet Cokes. Yeah. I've
0: heard. And, <laughs> like, for me, like, rape... rape I remember we actually got together, John Henry to watch one of the first debates and just like, that was the one where afterwards it came out that Trump had COVID.
3: Yep. That's right.
0: And I'm just like, well, I guess looking back, like you kind of look at him and tell that he was kind of off. Right. I thought they were trying to kill him
3: and Biden at the same time. Cause uh, they, they, at the time, if you guys remember during some of those white house uh, parties on the lawn or whatever, they said a bunch of his staff members, uh, Biden's had uh, gotten, um, Not no, uh, Biden wasn't in yet, but during uh, Biden campaigning and stuff, apparently a bunch of his rallies and 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 functions and stuff had people that had come down with COVID, and there was this whole thing where then all of a sudden, uh, Trump and Melania also had um, come down with COVID, and I thought they were trying to get they weaponized politically, I, I thought they were trying to get rid of him and Biden as the contenders and get um what's her name, Uh, Kamala and uh, Pence uh, to be the actual candidates at the time. That's what I thought that that was all organized, but I was wrong, but yeah.
0: Well, and the people that worked on the Kamala Harris campaign are the daughter of the judge that's uh, deciding whether or not Trump is guilty of whatever of the 34,000 charges that they made up in New York, right? (laughs) So, I mean, it's, it's oh, it all comes back around, but um, no, with- all bullshit, folks. Yeah. But with, I mean, but with other people like Zelenko, and there was other, there was other websites. There was plenty of people that were willing to stand up and uh, try and provide this. And then it became like a bidding war. You got to see people like paying hundreds of dollars for ivermectin because they were scared out of their minds. Because if they got COVID, that that they didn't want to have to take Paxlovid or go to a hospital and be put on a ventilator. Still, you know, so still that that type of mind control worked on people on our side too. Yeah, and I'm not. I'm not again. I thought I was. I thought if I went
3: to the hospital, uh, I was going to be killed. I thought I was going to be killed because they would definitely look at me. Oh, look at his size. Look at his health problems. I'll put him on the ventilator.
0: Well, and you I mentioned uh, you dust. mentioned <laughs> a, a content creator that had that mindset going into a hospital, and they were correct on that, right? But well, they didn't make it out. Who was who that that yep. you mentioned the other day?
3: Oh, there were a few. Um, you have to remind me a little. bit. I think bit you were more. talking to
0: Monica about it. Um, on digging, Chris Gray, you, you got to uh, interview Monica Perez, and you guys were talking about different. We uh, were talking about
3: Jim Keith, the late great Jim Keith. That
0: uh, it was some kind of knee surgery or something. Yeah, he was
3: at Burning Man. He was at Burning Man in September of 1999, and he had just covered the John F. Kennedy Jr. plane crash, which uh, I have looked into quite a bit, and he also looked into the claims that Princess Diana had been pregnant at the time of her murder. And then he all of a sudden goes to Burning Man. He falls off the stage, but it wasn't that uh, crucial uh, according to people that were there and his loved ones. And he told, he's basically said when uh, he went in to the hospital that they told him that he had to have some kind of knee surgery and he made the remark, Oh, I'm never, I'm never coming out. Am I? And uh, lo and behold, He had some kind of blood clot that appeared and he died. And then his publisher, actually, his publisher, like about maybe a year and a half later in 2001, goes to eat at a restaurant and then he gets sick and dies from whatever he ate. And it was this weird bacteria that killed him. But no one else in the restaurant got sick and died or got sick at all. So it was almost as if, like you know, he could have been targeted, and I forget that individual's name, but it was Jim Keese publisher. Yeah. So I think they were all onto something.
0: Yeah, hospitals, yay! Yeah. And um, now with uh, let's move on to a couple different articles here. Um, as as we wrap things up, because I, I want to get into uh, some of the information that we had pulled last night. And Grace, you did an yes. amazing job being able your recall, man. It's, it's uncanny. That was
3: Andy. It was all handy, dude. I hadn't even heard of what we're going to talk
0: about. He handed you the football, brother, and you ran with it. That's for sure. Um, Yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. All right. So this one from Mint. Um, what is Arcturus COVID variant? Haven't heard of this until last night. All you need to know about the new strain in India. So yeah, apparently there's one it's, called it's, Arcturus. It gives you the itchy eye. Yeah. It gives <laughs> you the itchy eye. Um, something up with that maybe. Um, new COVID variant Arcturus may be 1.2 times more infectious than Kraken strain. I had no idea. Was I had no
3: fucking idea that was an. There is a thing. Kraken
0: strain, and then here you see the anheuser Bush thing that was popular. John Henry, you brought this up. Yeah, when is Bud Light going to come out with the Moloch collectible can?
3: Or the Moloch <laughs> variant?
0: Yeah, the Mo- yeah the Moloch <laughs> variant, along with the Bud Light collectible can, uh, too, along with it. So, then um, this. Uh- oh,
4: folks.
0: Yeah. From India, again, India records another 5,880 COVID cases just in 24 hours. It says, do not ignore the symptoms of the XBB 0.1.16 variant. Oh, <laughs> um, and then we also have uh, variants of the virus from the uh, Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. Boy, got you the bank. <laughs> boy yeah. when it comes to faith and, and institutions over the past several years, man. This is, this is one that just needs to be liquidated. Like, get your shit, throw it in a box, get the fuck out of the office, burn the real office quick, to says, the ground. Like, just.
3: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it says we have the tools to fight variants. Take steps to protect yourself and others. What does that say, real quick?
0: Yeah, it says. Yeah, it's, I'm it's, curious.
3: Um, so, if you click on it, protect yourself and others. What are they still trying to tell us to do to fight the variants right there? Let's do yeah, it. Yeah, what does that say? I didn't even get a chance.
0: How to protect yourself and others. It's, it should be fun. It says, as of January 26, 2023, EVU shield is not currently authorized for emergency use because, because it says it is unlikely to be active against the majority of SARS-CoV-2 variants circulating in the United States. What the fuck is EVU shield?
3: Is that that fucking face mask thing that would be between you and the cashier at the checkout line, that
0: bullshit? No, no, but those don't work <laughs> either. And it's funny McDonald's? because it, yeah, it, it trapped people in a box I know. of their own, <laughs> of their own Long vapors films. and other people's. Yeah. Their own. Yeah. So, right. but it says, I guess uh, they're not really giving uh, us any tools here, huh?
3: except for fuck off. Right.
0: Yeah. So <laughs> the, the one, the right up front, they have to give you a disclaimer that the shit that, that, that they have doesn't work. <laughs> Um, Going on to prevention action says there are many ways your actions can help protect you, your household and your community. I love that community health, global health, um, health, you know, whatever they dealt with, like community health um, and group health. It's the same as group rights. Um, It just it it just takes your individual rights away and then hands them over to a mob or a leader mentality. Yeah but it says from severe illness and COVID-19 says CDC's COVID-19 community levels provide information about the amount of severe illness in the community where you are located to help you decide when to take action to protect yourself and others. So again, no suggestions yet. We'll just tell you when there's more supposed numbers of something that we we're going to use shoddy testing still to give you numbers on like God knows how, how fucking accurate these tests are and if the numbers are right and how they're being allotted you know for money um but yeah th- we'll, we'll let you decide sure help you decide
3: Andy Handy and a coworker of his took the test and they they did it on um they, I forget exactly what he did it him and the coworker did it on but it came back positive and it
0: wasn't even like tested on a human being or whatever
3: and it, it said it was
0: positive <laughs> I heard that some one of the african uh leaders that died after doing this, uh, had done it on a papaya fruit or something like that, that they had tested a papaya and the papaya had COVID.
3: (laughs) I think I sent that to Don too early on. Yeah. It was ridiculous.
0: Here's a plausible type of thing for that. Maybe that papaya (laughs) was injected with it because they're starting to inject the mRNA sequence into foods now. Maybe Africa was one of the early adopters and maybe they didn't even know it. I mean, look at the influence that China has in Africa. Look at the influence that Europe has in Africa. All the people, all the dirty players that were involved in setting up this pandemic, they all have a heavy stake in, in mineral rights and drugs yeah. and everything else that comes out of Africa. So, why yeah. wouldn't they be there fucking with the food? You know? They would, yeah. Especially everybody over be. here wouldn't even pay attention to it. No,
3: it's Africa. Who cares, right? Yeah, yeah, always. Improving ventilation. Oh, did that work? uh, In in addition to basic
0: health and hygiene practices, so in addition to wiping and washing your hands, (laughs) CDC recommends some prevention actions at all community uh, levels, which says staying up to date with COVID 19 vaccines. Yeah. How is that preventing anything? That's under prevention actions. What the fuck does that prevent? That's number one with a bullet, too. That's above ventilation for an aerosolized. (laughs) "Quote unquote virus," they put the vaccine first. I wonder why if there was money involved getting, in that.
3: Getting tested with bullshit tests,
0: yeah, getting <laughs> bullshit, getting bullshit tests, uh anal swabs. You know, anal swabs. Yeah, I remember about. that. I remember that when they we were fun. talking about that in China. Yeah, the people were lining up for their anal swab. That just goes to that. show you, man. Like I. Fuck. I mean, I I, I grew up with a, a kid who was Chinese and talked to his family that came from over there. And one of the yeah. things that really smacked me in the face when I was young was I was talking about, I, I hated school, but I was talking about what if they put me into something that was more preparatory for what I wanted to do? What if the, what if the state came in and, and with my state education and they saw that I liked music and they put me in a music program instead? And they were like, well, you don't want the state to do that because the state's fucked up and you just make it, it, it makes decisions for itself. Like in its own, you know, in, in, in its own mind, like it, it's it's benefiting everybody or it's benefiting itself. But you're just going along with it. Like you gave that power away. Essentially.
3: Yeah, swabs.
0: Yeah, yeah, it looks great on paper. Like, why don't we elect people or delegate people to make these decisions for us? Well, this is what happens, folks. This is why I have very little faith in authority, you know, and granting that authority to anybody. that somehow by me delegating this to other people and me having no control over it after that, too. Like when you hand somebody the keys to the kingdom and they declare an emergency. um, No, but it says following recommendations for what you do if you've been exposed. That's okay. Uh, Staying home if you have suspected or confirmed COVID-19. So what is suspected? Now, also, they tried to push this bullshit, and I I do think it's bullshit, about the cases that were asymptomatic. (laughs) I don't think you get spread of a respiratory virus, again, quote unquote. I don't think you get that without having symptoms. I just don't. I just don't think it spreads without that. I I think that they uh, also that the asymptomatic cases were probably you know, maybe a side effect of shoddy testing. You know they didn't, want to, they didn't want to look into that one it's just like well all these tests are coming up that this person who feels perfectly fine is sick yeah. well nobody looks at the test and goes hmm I wonder if the test is right but you just you have to adhere to that you have to believe that the test is correct you still have to um, and then it says seeking treatment if you have COVID-19 or at high risk of getting very sick well who's that because they've been pushing shots on every age right you know, from yes. ba- from babies to, from uh, to Dr. Drew would say everyone over the age of 65, you know, yeah. so all the, all the people that, you know, are, are eligible for myocarditis stroke and um, all, all these other deaths from a very young age, people like uh, John uh, uh, Baldwin had told us about Baldwin, Baldwin thank you. Um, <laughs> but just like the, the, those types of things, all, all of them were apparently at very high risk. And what is uh, absolute risk and relative risk? Nobody seems to know. That's another thing that sort of flew out the window. How are these numbers being presented to us as to what a risk is and how much of something is out there? We don't know. Remember, the truth is out there. Yes, very much so. Um, And then it says avoiding contact with people who have suspected or confirmed COVID nineteen. So basically, just just, people in general. That's what we got. That's what you. That's that's what we got. If you feel a certain
3: way, we can protest and riot though. That's all right. Yeah.
0: So take vaccines that don't prevent shit. Um, improving yep. ventilation, but we we talked to our friend Dale Richardson about that. Yeah, that's what I was what, talking what about. It, yeah, what are they actually doing to pro- improve ventilation? Like, Nothing. It, yeah, it's it, unless it's being you know, uh, affected by a mixture or UV light or something like that. The ventilation you know systems aren't going to cope with this. Um, getting tested doesn't do shit. Um, I don't know what recommendations that they make necessarily, but yeah, none of this. Um, No, this this is three years. This is three years into it. Basically, if you feel sick, stay home. Okay. But we're not going to be able to tell what you're sick with, how long you're going to be sick or how much risk that you're going to be in. But take a shot instead. You know, take another vacation again,
3: too. I I can't tell because they were giving us one thing. The other thing, wipe down your groceries. Don't wipe them down. Wear goggles. Wear this, wear that. Go to the beach. Go to the beach because the sun will burn and kill
0: it. Wipe it. All right. So this is uh, from WebMD. New new COVID variant on whose radar causing itchy eyes and kids. Yeah.
3: Itchy ball sack.
0: And then uh, everyone is kind of tired and has given up on COVID, but this new variant is one to watch. One to watch. Yep. We're bringing it back, folks. Yeah, this one. You know, you, you may have thought that Freddie was finally dead. <laughs> yeah. I <But> know. <laughs> and then they made two more. Yep. <laughs> And this, we have a uh, COVID vaccine fraud prosecution could force feds to share correlated deaths data. Targeted doc. Um, it says advised by vaccine skeptic uh, philanthropist Steve Kirsch, Utah's Moore plans to use legal discovery to get records government has refused to make public.
3: Now, I wanted to get to Lisa's
0: yeah, she might be able to chime in here in a second. Yeah, she messaged me. She had to go handle something. But um, it says a plastic surgeon indicted for COVID-19 vaccine fraud believes his prosecution can blow the lid off the alleged connection between the therapeutics and deaths. If a judge agrees to expose the government records beliefs to document the, the connection, Utah's Kirk Moore is soliciting and receiving advice from Vaccine Safety Research Foundation Executive Director Steve Kirsch a philanthropist once courted by Democratic presidential hopefuls on what documents to request in legal discovery in a bid to pursue jury nullification. The January grand jury indictment alleges more his Plastic Surgery Institute of Utah and co-defendants accepted direct cash payments or purported charitable donations in exchange for fraudulently, a uh, fraudulently, there we go, completed vaccination record cards. Wow. Wow. So this is the black market that was going to be created here from the that apartheid, right? So now even in this, even afterwards, that 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 we know that these vaccines didn't prevent shit, that they were complete fraud, that we were part of a massive experiment, both socially and physically and medically. Um, But then, but they're still going after people like that for doing bogus vaccination cards. Oh, shit i mean it's just like it, it's it's like prosecuting people for like printing out bogus like ness nessie merch over at loch ness in scotland
3: <laughs> yeah right? like, like i would i would pay pay well i'd watch that but this is just sick
0: <laughs> no it says that uh the vaccination record cards for more than 1900 doses that were never administered oh, According to the Justice Department press release, so the Justice Department has all this time and effort not to, yep. not to stop all the, the trans shooters and everything else that are on their radar.
3: Yeah, Ukrainian <laughs> yeah. money money laundering, nothing. Nah, it's right. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Or sabotage or, to, or right. to our trains
0: with chemicals. Nah. Yeah, going, going after our uh, politicians for insider trading during all of this over the three years, all parties included. All parties included. Human trafficking. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Human trafficking too. Huge. Uh, But yeah, 1900 doses not administered though. You bet they're on the case. Now it says the alleged scheme destroyed more than $28,000 worth of government provided vaccines. Oh no. They just ordered 5 billion more. So I guess it's okay. All right. (laughs) 28,000. They're being prosecuted. Government just orders 5 billion more. Nobody says shit. The- well, it's just changed to uh, Ukraine. That's all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it says, including meant for children. Oh no, not, not the children who weren't at risk for COVID and that the shots don't do anything for you except for place. fucking give them myocarditis or strokes. <laughs> yeah. Bastards. Like the, li- the
3: little five-year-old kid, the, uh, his family was on Dr. Phil and the whole show. They didn't bring up the possibility that it was a vaccine side effect. Uh, this kid, this five-year-old kid just like fell down and died a heart attack.
0: Yeah. And it looks like it looks like parents were paying them for their kids to receive the saline shots, so they can have record too. They were they were actually being given a yeah, shot. Say, well,
3: yeah, because they're shitless. we didn't, uh, it didn't appear that we vaccinated our children. That we'd be thrown in camps or something.
0: Possibly. And I think they just caught another person, like an executive, with an incomplete vaccination record, and that they yeah. had been given saline shots too. John Henry and I covered this uh, this story a while back, didn't we, John Henry? Where a bunch of European politicians were caught and they were put on a list, basically. They yeah, all huge, taken a A
1: huge Spanish pharma
0: company.
4: Yeah. Yeah. I remember mm-hmm. that. hmm
0: So, Ugh. but, um, and, and I, as a, I'm not a parent, but, you know, for someone that has, you know, children in my family, I, I would have paid these people too. You know, if it came down to it, where we oh, had yeah. to exist in like a black market in order to, you know, go to school, get groceries to exist in life. Yeah. You know you rather become part of the experiment or you pay well, and here's off. the
1: shitty part you know they had to do that because they weren't part of the exempt list like Absolutely. oh i don't know the entire united states government sans the military yeah
0: the government uh the Even vaccine makers themselves sure <laughs> <Pfizer> people, <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah going after these people but it says uh Um, Comment on Kirsch's newsletter, which I believe is on Substack, so go follow us at number six on Substack. Lisa's going to be having the Critical Liberty Zone, uh, getting fired up there with some some new entries as well, and uh, look for us on Substack Notes. But it says uh, in Kirsch's newsletter last week about his prosecution and plans to get as much data as possible held by the feds to buttress his defense, asking what data he should request. In quotes, it says, this could be monumental for us. He invoked the so-called Brady rule. Which requires prosecutors to disclose material exculpatory information to the defense to the defense, sorry, by default, without prior request, even if it only has the potential to reduce a sentence, according to Cornell Law School's Legal Information Institute. So, um, yeah, we'll, we'll see how that goes, and we'll probably follow up with that soon. But let's let's move on to some of these other articles because we still got a bunch to go through. Um, this one from the Guardian: First Tetanus death. And New South Wales uh, since 1993 prompts urgent vaccination call. Now we need to talk about creating hysteria, creating panic, creating something out of nothing. Yep. Says here a Sydney woman in her 80s died earlier this month. Go figure. Woman in her 80s dies. A big headline Uh, earlier this month from tetanus. Now. It said that she acquired this from a minor leg wound. That's the claim, though. Now, it says, follow our Australia stuff. But it says, um, New South Wales Health is urging people to get vaccinated for tetanus after three recent cases in NSW, including the first death in 30 years. So they haven't had a death. Only one. One in 30 fucking years. And it's an 80-year-old woman. Now, God bless this woman, you know, rest in peace, you know, but, you know, wonderful like it seems like, right? One woman dies and now you have to have a wave of vaccination afterwards. Like that. I sound familiar from three years ago, maybe. Yeah. And here it is. The director of communicable diseases, Dr. Christine Selvey, said older Australians in particular should ensure they are up to date with their tetanus jab. Well, they know that this is the, this is still their go-to market, right? You know the right. ones that grew up in the the Jonas Salk, you know, polio uh, vaccine days. Um, I mean, we
3: were, weren't we? The three of us. Uh, we, didn't we have to get the tetanus shot to be able to go to kindergarten? Oh in yeah. Eighties. Oh yeah. yeah. I
0: I received all those little shots and stuff need growing so. up. So um, yep. might be why. So but far. we only need one death to uh, yeah, one. try to push a thing. Yeah, one death to push a bunch of shots. But if there's yeah. one death from the shots. Don't pay attention to that shit. We don't that's, talk about that. Those yeah, are yeah. rare. <laughs> that's, that that's doesn't happen. Yeah, that's, it's just rare. They they use rare on that, on that. Oh man, but it says tetanus is rare, <laughs> but potentially tetanus. fatal. Right? There's a potential there. We maybe could be. We're not going to give you even like the, you know, the over under on We've it.
3: Rash death right before this eighty yeah. year old woman. We're world.
0: not going to talk about the overall likelihood of you even getting tetanus, but the uh, the fact that tetanus figure, but there's a potential there. There's a slight potential of some type of harm to be, to pay attention to, right?
3: Well, if you're walking barefoot in the junkyard with all the sharp metal, then uh, power to you.
0: And then okay. they have to use this word. Vaccination is the best protection, right? That's another we'll platform term that they, that they have to use here. You'll see that word protection everywhere. Well, why do they say protection? Because legally- they can't make a claim as to what it actually fucking does. Yeah. They, they make a claim that it protects you. They just can't be specific on how or why or how much of that it does because they don't even know. They haven't no, even tested they, it.
3: And They, they changed the, uh, the definition of vaccine anyway, so it's all null and void
0: anyway. Yeah. And a Sydney woman <laughs> right. says in her 80s died on April 1st, April Fool's Day of all. Day April Fool's. <laughs> Following two other recent cases. So but let's move on. Um, this one, New uh, Zealand reports first death linked to Pfizer COVID-19 vaccine. So now we're starting to see it where the actual reports are starting to include this on it. So what type well, that of
3: future? Well, let's just be clear. That yeah, goes yeah. back to August 30th, 2021. But we had a whole while before that that they weren't saying shit, stuff like that, you know?
0: Well, and now what type of group could we be creating there? Like in the future, like how they do all those late night commercials. Like, do you have uh, emphysema? Do you do you have um, what, what is that um, erectile dysfunction? Well, well, here it is. Well, like the the lung disorder that's caused by like pollutants in the air, or, or oh. if you have if you contact if you drank Roundup mesothelioma. As kid, you know, Mesotheli- yeah, 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 mesothelioma yeah. and like those types of things. Like if you have Roundup um, in in your in your food and in your water supply. And you drank that and ate that shit for years, thinking that it was safe because it came from a good old chemical company, right? I mean, who can you who can you trust uh, if you can't trust them, right? Yeah, you can definitely, you can definitely trust Uncle Lloyd. You can trust Uncle, Uncle Lloyd. Lloyd. Yeah, but um, yeah, we're we're gonna create, and this is something I've talked to Lisa about too, is that we're gonna create an entire new class of people, of vaccine injured, and that is a giant class of people potentially
3: right we're not going to talk about them
0: though right? um, let's talk about the economic impact of a giant class of people like that seeking some sort of legal action like Ooh. just just the damage it could do to the legal system they could shut down the legal system if it t- if it took them fucking uh years to process and go through all the J6 cases <laughs> legally how long could it take them to go through all the vaccine damage cases while those were taken to court what type of cost would that have for societies around the planet? You want to talk about after generation after well, generation. If you want to talk yeah. about political um, motive, um, there's one out there that I would, I would throw out there as a, as a card that could be played, and it's called Cloward and Piven. It goes back Ooh. to two philosophers, both you know, named Cloward and Piven, who also, coincidentally, uh, were part of uh, Bill Clinton's inauguration. Uh, oh, but God. their idea... Was that in order to overthrow the United States, you spend it into oblivion. I mean, if right. you want to overthrow any country, spend it into oblivion and watch their, watch their currency go to shit. What the <sighs> fuck is happening right now? <laughs> you know, exactly. Like, spend us oh. into oblivion. Well, guess what? What happens if all of these vaccine injured people start suing the government? Where's that money coming from? Are we going to print out more of it to pay these people? I'm not saying that they don't deserve something. Like if you were, if you took this shit and the government forced you to, the government's liable, right? But yep. when we go after the people that are liable, who are we going after? Because we're suing ourselves. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> if it's really our money, there, right? But uh, now this next one it says Florida health officials removed <gasps> key data from COVID uh, vaccine report. It says the Surgeon General's guidance against the vaccine for young men ignored and this is a claim that it ignored and this is another thing too ignored goes into motive like you would have to have i don't know but it says resort uh results showing infection was a greater risk for cardiac related deaths but this is why i bring that up they keep putting that out there to refute the fact that now they're not saying that the the vaccines don't cause it now right before it was just right. like, all oh, these things are super rare, or you're just insane thinking that the COVID vaccines could cause some sort of damage. But now it's just like, yeah, they do. But then the other thing, the quote unquote natural thing, causes just as much, if not more of it. So that way you should still take the thing that, that causes it anyway. Like, I don't get that either. Like, if just if you had a certain amount of risk naturally, quote unquote, from COVID, and then you elect, you choose. To inject that same shit into your body, does that not increase your likelihood of having some ill effect? I don't know. I think that would compound things, but I'm not a mathematician, so I don't, I don't know. Well, but, I am,
3: and I... No, I'm just kidding.
0: Yeah. But um, now next, we have uh, COVID-19 virus deaths and vaccine deaths. So this is Rasmussen uh, talking about polls where it says, nearly as many Americans believe someone close to them died from side effects of the COVID-19 vaccine as died from the disease itself, guys. This is a this is a bomb. You know this this is this is a cultural bomb that's ready to go off at some point. And I think it's building because more and more po- more and more people are starting now that we're three years deep into this, and now that people have taken shots and not gotten to get their look at the numbers overall of how many people went back and got their boosters. Right? Yeah. Look at the look at the drop off. Now you're starting to see people turn around and be like, yeah. I got those shots, but fuck those people. They lied to me. And I, I mean, I'm happy to see that, but what happens, what happens when they start coming for some sort of payback? How is that payback going to be levied? How, how are we actually going to decide as a society, as a culture, how we pay back those people for the decisions that they had made? Who's, who's liable? Who's going to be responsible at the end? Because it sure is fucking going to be the, uh, the vaccine companies. Because they, they signed all that away whenever they started this bullshit. Now this is a husband of BBC presenter. This has made big news recently. A Husband right. of BBC presenter Lisa Shaw to sue AstraZeneca. Which is what we were talking right. about. After her death from COVID vaccine complications, says AstraZeneca said that its vaccines have clear and stringent standards to ensure their safety. Which right. says nothing. <laughs> What's clear? <laughs> yeah. Clear, subjective. Stringent. Subjective. Nothing, nothing in their concrete, nothing in their statement says the husband of a BBC broadcaster said he has no option but to sue a COVID vaccine maker after she died from extremely rare complications. Again, this is in the UK. this is BBC. this isn't us because we cannot sue the the we cannot sue Pfizer. we cannot sue mr uh, M, MDMA, oh geez, uh, moderna there we go. we um, go. Lisa Shaw was only 44 years old. So probably not in any type of risk from COVID whatsoever, um, unless she had some 18 different underlying uh, things. It doesn't look like she was morbidly obese either or anything like that. Um, But it says that she died in May of 2021, just a week after having the jab. So I'm sure not related at all, right? You know, just you you take something, die a week later. You shouldn't look at that thing that you took as being the culprit. It was something else. Maybe. Yeah, but it says in the days leading up to her death, she reported headaches, which is falls in line with everything else that we've read about people's you know, complaints about these things, that they start getting headaches straight away, um, which were actually bleeding in the brain and tragically passed away after being admitted to the hospital. Now, a coroner, and I think this is important, too, because we've looked into the work of other people um, that have done extensive work on coroner's reports and talked about them. Um, John, John Collin. On, on Twitter, I've followed his work. Uh, we just talked John about coroner's reports. And yeah, yeah absolutely. And John Bowdoin, too. Um, that says a coroner ruled that the, the mom died from complications due to the AstraZeneca COVID-19 vaccine. And husband, Gareth Eve, said he plans to take legal action against the makers of the vaccine after failing to get meaningful answers, while AstraZeneca clarified their patient safety is their highest priority. <laughs> Just some, some bullshit I mean, PR not the almighty
5: dollar? Yeah.
0: Yeah. But, uh, no, but with this though, like with, um, with AstraZeneca being, being held accountable there, going back to the coroner thing, yeah. what we were talking about with George Floyd, how many different, um, toxicologies, how many different autopsy reports can there be, you know, do you accept one? Because like, I'm going to say, I mean, I, emotionally I'm on this guy's side, Right. Like I would think that a coroner, and I'm not a coroner, but I'm thinking that a coroner that decided this and this in favor of this gentleman, I'm probably gonna side with that. But what if what if the state comes out and says, Well, we're gonna have our own coroner take a look at this and decide? You know, then it's like it's it's the my dad can beat up your dad in in a fight argument, basically. It's just you have two coroner's reports, you have two Spider Men, which one is the real one? (laughs) We don't know. And especially lay people, especially somebody like me, like I I'm not I'm not in the room. I'm not I'm not doing this autopsy. But they did that with George Floyd. You know, for some of us that that knew or know, quote unquote, um, that George Floyd was on severe amounts of fentanyl, one that would probably kill three horses, <laughs> you know, that yeah, that somebody like us would look at that and say, Well, yeah, that was definitely a factor. And then other remember, people remember this
3: is the same coroner that wanted to get Ashley Babbitt cremated within two days. Thank you. Heard
0: thank you for bringing yeah. that up so you right. have to look into that too you know yep. as, as being part of the potential corruption but oh, that, yeah. that corruption could happen on both sides it could it could lean stories in a particular way either way um, yep. we don't know like the only answer to that is is like to actually show what was being you know what, what was recorded there and if it yeah. makes any sense bounce it off of more people you know spread that information around the downside Reddit. is, is that when it comes to death though, and when it comes to cases like this, is that it's hard to find that information. There's, there's certain laws and there's just certain like moral, like to more memory hold. <laughs> yeah. There's yeah. certain cultural mores that just like for someone like us to like, imagine randomly contacting you know, somebody like this and saying, Hey, I want coroner reports, you know, for your yeah. dead loved one. Like, they'd be like, why the fuck do you want that? You know, like the people People want privacy and they want time to grieve in these times too. They don't always want a giant investigation. And especially if they're being presented like a simple solution as to what happened, they are going to accept it because they just want to move on emotionally. They don't want to be caught up in this shit. They don't want to be part of a, a political fight or be a political tool. But if there's yeah. money to be made, <laughs> you know, Whoa. as you see with the family of George Floyd and stuff like that, if like Lisa would say, if you could follow the dollar, that Benjamin Crump fucking character. Ooh. The fact that he's been involved in so many of these race stories from Michael Brown and others. Um, you know, there's no coincidences when it comes to that. Yeah. You know, when they bring in the same people from the same fucking, uh, cast of characters, you know, the central casting, you know, it did. Yep. But, um, now this says six new vaccines being developed for difficult to treat diseases. Yes. So, so now we're getting into, uh, new vaccine candidates being developed for complex diseases that historically have been extremely difficult to find treatments and cures for. Well, they've had such an amazing track record over the past three years. Why don't yeah. we just keep that train rolling? It so says the Let's development of these new vaccines could eventually lead to breakthrough treatments and diseases such as Alzheimer's. Now if Alzheimer's runs in my family. I may have Alzheimer's like now. Okay. <laughs> like who knows? But when it comes down to it, like are there, are there, they, are they going to actually do anything for it? Or is this just going to be a Goldman Sachs type of treatment where, like, yeah, you got to go for your uh, Alzheimer's vaccine booster every three months now because it runs genetically in your family. So now you have to get on this subscription train. You know, same with HIV, which could have been created. Who knows? Uh, Parkinson's disease, Lyme disease, which definitely, definitely was fucked with. Oh, man. When you want to talk about what was it, Plum Island, Chris? um, and, and, and things like that you know not to bring up uh jesse ventura but drink
3: yeah um, you can bring him oh he's a good dude yeah, yeah lyme disease folks across the pond over there yeah they think uh it's a bioweapon with the ticks and uh it goes back to nazi germany and mengola and all them yep. yep
0: um and breast and mosquitoes
3: too. too let's not forget that
0: yeah, and all the breast cancer stuff, which really, if you start looking at, it, I'd love to see the uh, a graph of uh, uptick in breast cancer cases along with uh, the uptake of, well, birth control. Yep. you know, messing with uh, women's hormones over long periods of time through pharmaceuticals, yeah. most of which have been pulled from the market since then, right? Like the way they do birth control is just like how they do other drugs is that you take it for a couple years and then it loses its its patent. And then all of a sudden there's a new drug out to replace it. And then they come out and say, oh, well, don't take that old drug anymore because it's dangerous (laughs) (laughs) because it has this side effect or does this to you. But take it for 10 years before that, you know, (laughs) no problem. But just arbitrarily, because we have this new pill out, you probably shouldn't take that old one anymore. I've seen so many women in my life go through that shit. Um, But uh, let's uh, move on. I've got to find. I don't even know where the fuck. Okay, here we go. Uh, promising new malaria vaccine for children approved in Ghana. Yeah. So using Africa as the test market again, that's a big Bill Gates thing. He loves that. Um, and then this is how this nurse became an anti-vaccine icon accidentally. Um, this talks about Tiffany Dover RN, uh, did not intend to become a figurehead of the anti-vaccine movement when she received her first shot via live stream in 2020. But the internet had very different plans. It says. says Ms. Dover was among the first frontline workers to receive the COVID nineteen vaccine on December seventeenth of twenty twenty at Chicago's Memorial Hospital in, or Chai or, CHI, or C-H-I, sorry Memorial Hospital in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Oh, there you go, Tennessee. Woo, represent. Where she worked as a nurse manager. Shortly after receiving the vaccine, Miss Dover fainted in front of reporters. <laughs> She was quickly revived and interviewed by a reporter where she said she was prone to fainting. I remember this. I remember right. this happening. Yeah. I'm, I just, I pass out all the time. I remember that being the excuse, like. All the time. It's just like they give you a <laughs> shot and your <laughs> arm lights on fire. And I have a driver's license. And you're like, yeah. You I, that? I spontaneously combust all the time. <laughs> <It's true. laughs> but it says the incident was live streamed on Facebook by several local news stations. And this is going into that, you know, vlog. Local news stations, media, the the just the promos for this stuff all the time. The platform within 24 hours it says Ms. Dover was trending on every social media platform. So definitely go and uh, check that out. Uh, let's jump on to this one. This is Ron Johnson says vaccine injury played big role in re-election decision. Uh, yeah, so certain politicians being elevated uh, because of their stances on this. Still keep an eye on them though. All right, just because somebody does one good thing. Doesn't mean they do. Uh, doesn't don't in do a whole other bunch of bad shit. Not saying anything about Ron Johnson. Just saying, be a little careful there. I have very little faith in politicians. To do anything right. Um, this one, uh, thousands more Aussies <clears throat> dying in excess deaths rise. This is something that uh, John Campbell I had mentioned before has been covering in Europe. The excess deaths are all up. Why is that? Why are the excess deaths up after the pandemic? Supposedly, according to our friend John Bowden, uh, said uh, you know he pandemic ended after about six weeks yep so why the fuck we seen excess deaths from this shit right um (laughs) could could have been that yeah could have been that i was wearing a mask sorry Um, and then why do vaccinated people represent most COVID 19 deaths right now you know just trying to explain that oh it's just a numbers game right no no but we were supposed to be the ones that were uh, supposed to be called from the herd you know Uh, socially at least Um, but it says COVID-19 vaccines can cause sudden cardiac deaths, warns expert and calls for its withdrawal from market. Well, yeah, we're going to see that in certain places. So now let's get into, um, let's get into this before we wrap things up, Chris, we got about like 10, 15 minutes and I'm just going to fly through these. And I don't even know if I
3: have that. Yeah. I'll try to stay on as well. Well, I tell you what,
0: while we're doing this in order to kind of speed up the process, why don't yeah. you describe to the audience because you you know about the well story a little you,
3: bit more you intimately I was afraid you were going to say that um i I don't know uh there's patents for guillotines in the United States, yes, going back to nineteen sixty seven and then all of a sudden a whole bunch of them in the nineteen nineties and it gets You could probably explain it a lot better. (laughs) I'm trying to think right now.
0: Um, Well, when we want to talk about the use of an emergency, right? We've seen, if you would have came up to me, you know, five years ago and said, you know, the the government's going to do this to you. This is the way people are going to react to it. That You're going to be asked to basically make a decision between your uh, bodily autonomy or your livelihood. I'd have been like, that's fucking wild, man. That's like a book. That's something that, you know. That, it's like Mad Max shit. Yeah. That, that's like a concept album, you know, uh, type of material. That's not, that's not real life. So, I mean, when you, when you come to me and you say, well, you know, the government is buying guillotines for legal executions, which don't really occur, you know, currently. You know, this isn't something they're not, they're, uh, to my knowledge at least, um, we are not guillotining a bunch of people right now. But. I know. Um, when you go into it, so I'm gonna flip through some of these articles. Yeah, this is um all the different data. This will all be on uh, the sub stack. so this will all be included in the source list for this uh, for this special. But it's this just thing, pointed
3: out to us by these, our friend Andy.
0: Yeah, these are the diagnoses codes. Um, and different and,
3: injuries, different reasons why you're in the uh, the ER or the hospital in general, and they had to put these different codes into mm-hmm, the computer,
0: which include. Delinquent immunization status, lapsed immunization schedule status. So yep. if you're not on the shot schedule that you should be, according to uh, authorities, um, yeah. then you are coded a certain way. We talked about that. They're still they separating dragged. us. They're still, so, yeah. yes, they're still tracking and tracing. They're still doing all these things. It's just, even if the emergency's quote unquote over, it never ended folks. It never ended. And they've been yep. after this shit since what dark winter, at least. Yeah, how how fucking long was that? that ago? Early 2000s, right?
3: 2001. Yep.
0: Mm-hmm. And this is 2023 ICD-10 uh, diagnosis. This is the X99.9. Yeah. Assault by unspecified sharp object. <laughs> now, when we go down yep. into uh, X99. Yep. Here we go. It says external cause index entries containing back references to X99.9. Assault by homicide or cutting or piercing instrument. I'm sure that happens quite a bit. Um, especially when you take away the guns in certain countries and all people have left to do is stab themselves like in the UK. Um, or but
3: beheadings uh, by guillotine.
0: Well, yeah. Beheading by guillotine homicide, but also decapitation, accidental circumstances, homicide.
3: But if you click on the beheading,
4: mm-hmm. it's something very, very disturbing. Down.
0: It won't process <laughs> that or okay, that or it, it won't uh, it won't bring up the yeah it won't one bring of up the other
3: the, tabs might be the actual yeah I, th- actual I think I have it
0: on one of the other tabs actually so let's let's move on um, yeah. so this is uh, uh, from Dave Hodges the common sense show this is a uh, FEMA's billing code for death by guillotine so yeah. it used to be under ICD-9. Um, so that instead of this is like the 9th edition and 10th edition, that's the way it was explained to me how these codes are sort of cataloged. Yeah. Um, so this goes back to 2018, but this talks about base camps um, such as the one in Beaumont, Texas, who are used to provide temporary housing for first responders. Please yeah. take note of the guard on the train, although not in the photo the surrounding fencing is pointing in. Yeah. Most of these camps were activated by Obama so um yeah this this goes back quite a number of years yeah but
4: look
3: at no but look at no but that was the most important one i feel okay. like uh, right, here, right at the bottom here um yeah right here uh, steve Quayle he said two very disturbing things the first was how very close the deep state is to totally take it over in a second in his research from years ago discovered that fema camps would become beheading facilities I have since been told and have been able to confirm FEMA's billing code for death by guillotine. And keep in mind, this isn't for uh, overseas or anything. This is for the United States. (laughs) And uh, this would be FEMA as in a FEMA camp with renewed interest being shown by the public in FEMA camps because of the Brownsville converted Walmart into a FEMA camp. I remember hearing about that. And this is is a good time. to
0: FEMA camps will be segregated. Like what oh, yeah. what if they went full bore on the apartheid?
3: Look at number three.
0: Yep. It says men will Over. be sent to a gender segregated camp. Oh, that'll piss a lot of people off. Um, and slave labor will be extracted as per Obama's executive order uh one three six oh three. No, it says kind of like
3: prisoners now, like yeah. Slave labor. Yeah. Well,
0: you know, send extermination will be the end game. This is exactly what the Nazis did with the Jews. Um, it also yeah. goes on to say that women will be sent to a gender segregated camp and there will be some slave labor, but extracted these camps will be human bondage centers. And then also children will be sent to their own camps. And when he was first told this a person explains, I did not fully grasp the significance of the segregation until I be, became acquainted with the deep state's fascination with child sex yeah. trafficking. And these camps will give humanity its darkest hour. Well, I mean, you can't argue with that. You know, Colorado law
3: enforcement dude actually rehearsed it right
0: there. Well, right. they were trying to—they were trying to take parents you know, or kids away from their parents during all of this. They're trying Let's to say that you know, if if you're an anti-vax parent, that you should have your kids taken away from you. If your Look kids that, go to though. a public school, that they, they should be brought into a oh, room yeah. and explain to them that they should take a vaccine in private. They shouldn't tell their parents even.
3: Oh, look at that. The H1N1 scare in 2008, 2009. I remember that. Yep. And they were a bunch of drills and stuff. And this is before the lockdown. Uh, this is this articles from
0: 2018. Saying anyone needed, who had any- not and would not submit to a vaccination for the disease and non-compliant people were boarded on a bus with the intent of taking the actors to segregated camps.
3: So this is another drill like Dark Winter that I hadn't even heard about.
0: And uh, moving on to uh, just to get through the rest of the articles, this is fact check. Of course there had to be a USA Today fact check about it saying that yeah. it was a fake claim that the, the U S government purchased 30,000 guillotines. Um, but you know, we'll let you decide. Um, now this is also from ICD 10 data.com. This is uh, um, also talking about different codes here uh, for things. Um, I included that too. So people can peruse if around we, there. we
3: can't find the actual thing. Basically, if you had clicked on that and it worked from before, it would say no, this, legal this legal. Is the execution. One.
0: This is the one yeah. that shows it. So what you do is with this one, uh, the CMS.gov, um, you click on control F and we type in X oh yeah. Yeah, uh, I'm sorry, X ninety nine point nine. All right. There's the cutting or piercing instrument. There's only three mentions of this. Here's the other one. Beheading by guillotine. Homicide then also, right underneath it, legal execution.
3: Yeah. So it's a penal code thing, too.
0: Now it's, it, it says, like with legal execution, see legal and intervention. Um, <laughs> doesn't really talk too much about that later in the document, though, as to how that's applied or anything. But that's what we were bringing up. Like when you create this sort of division, this sort of segregation, apartheid, whatever you want to call it, in people. Um, and you tell them that the group that's being victimized here is the danger to you. And we know that they've done that over the past three years. We've watched them do that. We've watched them take it out on anti-vaxxers and these free dumb people, where they try to say that freedom was, you (laughs) you know, that the people that were arguing for freedom, you know, and, and, and not being locked down were dumb. Well, the lockdowns didn't work. They were bullshit. Um, it was bullshit science. Um, The masking didn't work. That was also bullshit. That was bullshit science. The shots didn't work. That was bullshit. That was also bullshit science. Um, Paxlovid and a bunch of these other drugs, remdesivir. They they just ended the the ventilators. What what the fuck is their track record um, for doing this stuff and weaponizing against people that spoke out against it first? Yeah. The only thing that they didn't do was go all the way with the hard part here. That's the only thing they didn't do. They destroyed people's livelihoods. They destroyed their businesses. They defamed their character. They called them terrorists. They put them on watch lists. God knows how much surveillance has occurred. The censorship that occurred on uh, Twitter and other social media sites, um, YouTube, we, that we were banned off of, all of it. Yeah. The only thing they didn't do is that they didn't, they didn't put down the full boot of the state onto people as That's much. Right. It happened to certain people, for sure. Happened, right. happened to people like our friend Dale and Keisha happened to people like Arthur Pulowski. happened to the truck you know yeah it happened yeah. to people it happened to people where they had legal stuff against them but yeah. they did, they didn't have to oh
3: you mean, I mean the legal stuff okay. yeah. yeah yeah I think they yeah. just getting rid of these- well no yeah
0: YouTube. no, but he was affected by that too that affected his business I mean look at what look at what yeah, Kelly it's, built it's up on, on YouTube over a course of 10 years. imagine the content yeah. that existed there. Imagine the conversations and and the answers to questions that existed in those yeah. things. Just burned down, burned down the great library, right? Yeah, that's what they yeah. always do. So, and just to round out the articles here, as we're finishing up too, uh, this is from you know uh, Sherry questioning all. This is my adventure in Georgia to see what the real and what is not. I went to a FEMA camp, coffins, and Georgia Guidestones all in one day. Well, Georgia
3: Guidestones, Guidestones in one day.
0: Yeah, no yeah. longer with us, the Georgia Guidestones. But, I could um,
3: talk to this lady at <laughs> some point. That was in 2013, I think. Yeah, that, that
0: article. And this is right. from GovTrack. This is uh, HR 645 for the yep. National Emergency Center's Establishment Act. So, yeah, if they need these emergency centers, look how quick and easily they put them up in New York and other places, right? They already had the boat ready to go. Uh, beware of the guillotine licenses for patents with U.S. companies. This one's from China Intellectual Property. That's crazy. Uh, beware of guillotine <laughs> licenses for patents with U.S. companies. Again, this is uh, uh, from David Healy. Um, and then this is SGT Report, the corporate propaganda antidote. It says here. Um, oh, this yeah. is FEMA's billing code for death by guillotine. Again, uh, some more verification that uh, we've had this type of coding there too. Um, also, yeah. uh, FEMA smart guillotines placed in FEMA intern <laughs> camps. Are you on the list? Uh, yeah.
3: I mean, smart guillotine is in your smartphone, smart TV.
0: <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. People have been talking about this. Look, I mean, just going back, this is posted on June 26th of last year. I mean, people have yeah. been talking about this stuff for years. Um, I'm not saying that it's 100%, you know, that this is happening, but, you know, why would they have a code for something that they don't have? If they don't and have- And brings
3: that up and Handy would know. He goes, it's been baffling because he said he talked to doctors and asked them, well, what's the reason why we have this code? And they had no answers for him. Yeah. And yeah. it gets into biblical stuff too, if you really dig deep.
0: Yeah. This article goes in the CDC, New World Order. Uh, FEMA coffins and smart guillotines. The supply of millions of cadaver bags in the USA and Europe is in full swing. Oh, yeah. Uh, this one from Prepper uh, Fortress Deep State FEMA camps will become decapitation centers, 30,000 stored guillotines. Uh, this goes into guillotines and in FEMA from the Friday letter. Uh, we have another Reddit post here guillotines and FEMA camps uh, to check out. Uh, fourwinds.com talks about FEMA smart guillotines placed in FEMA internment camps. There's a video there. Um, this one uh, from, oh, yeah, we got this off the Wayback Machine, but it says, Why did FEMA order 2,500 gallons of hydrogen cyanide? That's Different. 2018. Different, yeah. right? Um, this from <laughs> Twisted Truth. Um, FEMA orders yeah. 16,000 guillotine blades from Mexico. 2019.
2: This is from
0: 2019. Yeah. FEMA Smart Guillotines again here. I think that's the same one, but maybe I bookmarked it twice.
3: Um, Yeah, I think uh, before news uh, usually uh, takes uh, articles from other websites too. So it's probably the same thing.
0: And it's saying uh, this one, this is a good question. Why are modern guillotines on military bases throughout North America? (laughs) During Mm. Biden's four-day tour of Rex 84 FEMA camps, Biden was given demonstrations of fully modern and humane guillotines.
3: Right. Okay. Yep rick's City Four, look into that. People too. That was the beginning of the, the FEMA camps. Bill P- Cooper talked about all that stuff. You know, long time.
0: In this video here, um before judge it. Watch the whole video. Thanks. So I like that. Yeah. Um, but this is uh, from Daily Motion. This is a video to check out. My name is
3: John Michael Turner.
0: Winter Soldier testimony. So people
3: that have made. There had to be program. some other significance. Why I picked it out at the time. Yeah.
0: It's all right. FEMA's billing code for guillotine death again, uh, from Reddit. Uh we got David Hodges Why Does the Government Need Guillotines? Look at that picture right there. This I remember from 2013, that twenty thirteen dude. I remember that. No, but another mention of Ted Gunderson too there as well, retired FBI conspiracy, agent is deceased. Conspiracy theory. No, but
3: conspiracy theory with Jesse Ventura did their FEMA camp episodes. It was one of the two episodes, that and the TSA one that got okay. his that got his uh, show uh, pre- pretty much canceled off the year, even though it was the highest rated thing for True TV. But look at that picture right there. I remember that. Those are all the liners that could fill, uh, fill up with like either 10 to 20 bodies each. And they were all stacking them up.
0: And this yeah. is from Brutal Proof. Um, this is FEMA ordered 102,000 boxcars yeah. with shackles and guillotines. Why are modern guillotines on military bases throughout North America? I mean, how much of this can be verified? I would love to get more people to verify this stuff. Jump in if you're seeing this information and you got something to say about it or something to add. Find Drop yours. us links in the comments. Um, find yeah. us on Substack Notes. Find us on Twitter, Gab, Minds. You know, even Instagram. Wherever we are, you know, any type of platform you listen to this on. If there's a comment section, please help us verify this. But this is a list of every known FEMA camp and their locations. Uh, you can find yours there. Hooray! Um, oh yeah. This from Educate Yourself Why Modern Guillotines on military basis. So just again. Yeah. Uh Justice Scalia, Americans will be detained in FEMA camps. That's an interesting uh, to read about that. Um this one, FEMA Smart Guillotines Placed in FEMA internment camps. Yes. Uh updated insights on hydraulic guillotine shear market analysis by 2030. Oh, wow, that's, a long that's long market there watch. There dude. Too. Yeah. Market watch Hush. on hydraulic guillotine night, shear like, market. God Metal processing, automotive industry and others. Detailed picture of hydraulic guillotine shear market by the end of the study synthesis. Ah, just unbelievable. A shearing machine what? is a type of industrial instrument or ro- rotational circles or cutting edges. So this could be used for more than just, you know.
3: Cutting a human analysis. being's head off. Yeah. yeah. yeah but, All right. Touche. Yeah. Touche. yeah.
0: This is interesting death, though. Death uh, penalty provisions by PDF. Um, so yeah. there's Maybe some allusions to how they could do this legally. Uh, as we know, you know, they, they can pretty much figure out legally how to do anything, including bombing our own citizens overseas so or invading other countries. So why not doing this? But why executions by firing squad may be coming back in the US? We include that too, because you know all these people complaining, oh, we, we don't have hard enough justice. I'm going to bring justice back. I'm going to bring order back to the country. How are you going to do that? Oh, by executing a bunch of innocent people? Oh yeah, you could probably do that. But that's been <laughs> done throughout yeah. history.
3: I'll yeah. cut your head off. Yeah. Look uh, at
0: this. Yeah. Executing dissidents. Says appeals judge here says guillotine probably best for executions.
3: <laughs> Thank you.
0: Uh new rule would allow US to use more methods for executions. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So when you demand justice, what type of justice is that? Ask yourselves that. Justice is an abstract. It means different things to different people. Well, when you give it to the government and they decide that, you know, maybe executing you by guillotine is better than you know, having to put you up in a FEMA camp and pay for your room and board for the rest of your life. Cause you refuse to take your scheduled shots or be a slave or be a slave. Yeah. But this is the last public edu- execution in the United States. This article talks about that. If you want to get into some, that was history a guillotine, bits. I
3: believe and that was in the 1800s. Yep. yep.
0: This is the Atlantic, uh, a leftist publication that just loves them. Some COVID <laughs> policy um, yeah. tell- telling you to bring back the guillotine, you know, bring it back. Please do. Why not? Yeah. 18 is ready for martial law in the U S we got this, another ICD 10 uh, browser tool here that people can use different access points to these databases. And then finally, I think we did it, Chris. We're here. The end of the show. Chinese are loading (laughs) cow's milk with MRNA exomes to successfully immunize mice. Yes. So if they can't spray it in the air, if they can't get you to take it via shot, Well, it just might be in your food. It just might be in the next beverage that you sip on.
3: Like a shot in your face. Money shot.
0: Money shot. So let me get off the uh, screen share. um, And then I'm going to drag this over to uh, the screen so everybody can see us for our goodbyes. But uh, who wants to throw out some final uh, thoughts for this episode?
4: Scary shit. (laughs) That's about it.
0: Thanks, Chris. No um, Lisa, uh, do you want to chime in with any thoughts before we wrap up here? I don't think she's available. Um, John Henry. I think it's just you and <laughs> <with> me, buddy. <laughs> yeah. John Henry, if you're still uh, connected with us, can you uh, jump in with any final thoughts before we move on?
1: Same thing I talk about every week, and I'm not going to repeat myself. I'm just going to emphasize you better start doing this shit, guys. You don't have another week to wait to educate yourself, um, to become more resourceful, um, and, uh, in the ability to, to be independent and, you know, have food protection. So, um, if you listen to the show, you hear the same thing I say every damn week, listen to me, look at what we're talking about. Listen to what we're discussing. We're talking about guillotines and damn internment camps, guys. Um, get your shit together. Do it now. Love you. Bye.
3: Uh, yeah, so just uh, check out. I uh, in about fifteen minutes. I'm going to be doing digging. Chris Graves with the author researcher John Potash, and tonight at six p.m. Eastern Standard Time, I have researcher and author Jonathan Vanken on. Get mad with
0: Chris Graves. Awesome. awesome. Yeah, definitely go over to uh, a chelly.com for, uh, get mad and you can find digging Chris Graves, not only on Twitter, uh, live, but then you can find all the replays on all the new prisoners platforms. So I want to thank everybody for being here again this week. Um, you know, thank you for being part of the crew, uh, whatever you're listening to this on, please follow us to be part of the crew. It's really easy. Follow us on whatever platform is your favorite. Um, fall on a bunch really because the window is closing you never know when one could be shut down or affected by some type of censorship or ban or whatever the fuck things have been crazy over the past three years Um, definitely share this information with people as much as possible share it to the people that you think it might you know help uh, affect people especially if people feel alienated and need something like this to you know find other people in this world that maybe look at things the way that they do and question things the way that they do. Um, It's been extraordinarily helpful for me to find this uh, with with my good friend, John Henry, to make friendships with great people like Chris and Lisa here and many others um, over the course of the past almost two years now. And um, I just want to say that, uh, you know, thank you uh, guys for being here and helping me cope with all this stuff because, you know, the way that the world was going, And the way things uh, were going with me socially and 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 having fallouts with friends and businesses and other things and and other stuff going on in my life that it's kind of helped, you know, bring back up my belief in people that there are there are there might not be a lot of us out there, right? But there are people like us out there that question things, that are critical of things, that don't wanna be lumped into these groups, that wanna think for ourselves and we want the truth. And I think that uh, every week that we gather here, we're, we're closer and closer to that. So, you know, it's been extraordinarily helpful for me mentally, just being able to cope with all this stuff, you know, to, to be able to shed, you know, for myself, the, all the marks of my former culture and everything like that. And really to develop a new one. I think it's a really exciting time, especially for us in the alt to the alt, like there's a lot of people out there doing great things and there will be more great things and new platforms that we're going to be on in the future. So look out for those things. Stay tuned for sure. But until we meet again and until we are free, we are The New Prisoners. Thank you for listening to The New Prisoners. Let us know what you think about this week's topics on our Minds page and Substack. Or leave a comment under our video on BitChute, Odyssey, Rumble, and Brighteon. You can also risk being shadow banned, suspended, or permanently banned on Twitter and Instagram with us, or speak freely with us on Gab. Please feel free to share your own sources with us, and remember to share the information we provided you here. You never know what kind of difference it could make. If you'd like to be a guest on the show, email the new prisoner number six at protonmail.com. Provide a brief description of the topic or topics that you would like to discuss and a screener will contact you. You can always choose to appear anonymously. And you can also donate to The New Prisoners through anchor.fm slash the new prisoner number six slash support. There you can make a monthly donation of 99 cents, 4.99 or 9.99. We also have a Subscribestar where you can make a one-time or recurring contribution at subscribestar.com slash the hyphen new hyphen prisoners or you could donate us dollars and crypto to us on Minds and odyssey all donations go towards studio upgrades to make more content and advertising to spread the word about the show every amount is appreciated demand answers not orders we are the new prisoners